The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the form of they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fit that they had faith in you. And you. You are now locked in to the latest episode of the Hey! It's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Rotofanatic Podcast Network. Go to rotofanatic.com today and check out Closing Remarks by Mr. Dr. Mike Carter. Bullpens are a mess right now, and you need all the help you can get at rotofanatic.com. It's episode 72, the Yanni Torinos edition. Today we have three guests. It's a Motel Throwdown today as we welcome Rogelio Castillo, Chris Brown, and Marty Tallman. Join your hosts Christopher Deary and Michael Govier as they try to sift through the fantasy mess that is the Detroit Tigers. They'll also give you some more buttercups and insane fantasy takes. If you love the Motor City, you're gonna love this one even more. Take it away, boys! Welcome into the latest episode of the Hey! It's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. You are now in our clutches. That's right. We got a bunch of people on today's show. We are live, live streaming the show like we always do. And if you want to follow any of those shows and watch them later on, you can go to our YouTube channel, which is in our bio on our Twitter feed, which is at Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give me two. And, of course, Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com is how you can send us an email if you so choose. Uh, Deary, I forgot to tell you, we got an email from uh, Manscaped the other day. They want to maybe advertise with us. That's funny. Man- so, <laughs> we're like everybody else. Yeah, shocking, right? Yes. Is that run so, by Jamie Andrews to get all the hair off his back? He should. He could probably get a lot of good deals. Our friend Jamie's very, very hairy. But, yes, uh, today we have three more guests on at one time. We've done this before. 
with the Triple Play Podcast, so I figure we'll be able to do this just fine. It's our own Detroit Tigers version of the Triple Play Podcast. We'll go in order. We got Marty Tallman, Chris Brown, and Rogelio Castillo. Woohoo! Yay! Welcome in, guys. Pleasure to have you all aboard. Marty, why don't you speak first? Thank you very much, Michael. Thanks for having me back on. Chris, it's nice to see you. Um, yeah, it's um, it's baseball time, right? It's here in Detroit. It's so cold. It's absolutely freezing. But I don't know, soon here, we're going to be able to watch some baseball. So I'm excited to watch it and talk about it. For better or for worse, right? Chris Brown, how you feeling? Feeling good. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us on here. I'm uh, excited to offer some embarrassingly bad fantasy takes. <laughs> yeah. Are you just yeah, playing catch up right now, Chris? Is that what's going on? <laughs> no, I just I, I I play fantasy, but I am you know I am a novice. I've been doing it for twenty years, but I'm the exact same level I am now that I was twenty years ago. Self-deprecating. Oh, yes. Well, we love that here. It's a Motown throwdown today, and of course, got to have our guy on, Roger Castillo. Was where all of this started. I wouldn't know any of you if it wasn't for Roger. Roger, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Just. Uh... It's one of those things where I'm doing a very deep league this year, and so it's like a kind of keeper's league, and I'm a little intimidated. Like last year was my first time in about five years playing, so now there's – I love fantasy baseball, but now I have a little more time to do it, so I'm pumped for it. I don't envy that situation, man. If you haven't been in that kind of situation for a long time, it's tough to get back into it, but I would just be kind to yourself, take it easy, and say, hey, one step at a time. And you also have a lot of people you can comment – and get feedback from. So that's that's a bonus. Definitely. <laughs> is it not? Much for right, hey. No, no, no. I was just going to will say it, it is to be the part of the community where I can literally go on Twitter and ask questions, but I don't want to uh, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of questions, but I mean in terms of looking at the Tigers fantasy value which we'll get to shortly I, I just know that I'm not going to rely on any Detroit Tigers starting pitcher. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, we'll get into some of that. We're going to talk about the Tigers from a fantasy perspective today because a lot of these guys know a thing or two about the Detroit Tigers. That's the focus. That's why it's the Motel Throwdown. And I'm very excited to get hopefully some tidbits that we can use to our advantage from these guys. Uh, Marty, let's start with you again. Marty, why don't you tell people where they can find you on Twitter or anywhere in the internet realm so that they can find your work and maybe you know learn a thing or two yeah. from you. Awesome. Well, yeah, so you can find me mainly on Twitter. So at Marty underscore Tallman, um, as you can see, if you are watching um, the lead fantasy analyst at Motor City Bengals. So do a bunch of different fantasy articles and just cover the Detroit Tigers just in general. Christopher Brown. Well, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Chris Brown 0914. I do a, a decent amount of writing over there at Motor City Bengals. And I'm on the uh, Tigers SRD podcast with Rogelio. Well, you may run like maze, but you hit like shit. It's true. It's very obvious. And, of course, Rogelio. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me at the Tigers SRD podcast and the co-expert over at Motor City Bengals. So, uh, yeah. And also, uh, oh, you can find me at Rajcast Baseball. But don't forget the Tigers minor league report too on the YouTube channel. We got a lot of prospect yes. hounds out here who love that shit. So make sure yeah. people know about uh, that. Yeah. So Tiger minor league report is a YouTube channel. It was, it was a website, but we're 
Uh, we, we're going to be having another. Po- that's going to be a podcast. Well, I might as well announce it now. We're going to be doing another podcast, um, but it's not going to be. I'm going to be doing the production side of it, and we're going to be talking prospects every week. So Tiger Mind Report or the Tiger Mind Report is going to be coming back as a podcast. But for YouTube, if you want to know, uh, Chris has done a really good job of. <laughs> if you want to know, so uh, Chris has done a really good job of putting some videos together of the fastest guys in our system, best fastballs, but what have you. And you can find our uh, podcast on there as well. We do it bi-weekly. We stream it on there and we put it on there. So anything minor league related, we'll got you covered and there'll be some new stuff, content coming out shortly. And Raj, you also do Prospects Live. You didn't mention Prospects Live, did you? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I also, yeah. I also do Prospects Live. I'm the podcast producer over there and I also write some articles too. I just, you know, I'm a little bit everywhere. So, Dude. Well done. Podcast announcement live on the show. We can't top that, can we, dear? Raj, you got to let us know everything you're doing, man. Don't hide all your stuff, man. We want to support it. Well, I, I, you know, I, I do a lot. It's just I, it, like, it's, like I said, sometimes by 9 o'clock on a Thursday or Friday, I'm just like a deer in the headlights. I'm like, all right, I'm going to just watch TV and not think about <laughs> anything for a while. Um, and then, yeah, so it, but there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff um, I'm involved in and um, also trying to get some more back in the, I'm actually doing some more Spanish too, and that's been I've been practicing that quite a bit. Every day for an hour, I'll be doing Spanish and doing some hopefully some bilingual stuff as well coming up. So, oh hell yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, we've even talked about doing another podcast. I still want to do it. I've just kind of waiting for the baseball season to start because right now it's been so busy. But uh, yeah, stay tuned. Who knows when we'll get some more stuff off the ground that'll make your life even more busy, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully by then, some like one last thing will be off my plate, but it should be. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be fun and enjoyable. So if it's not, then right. there's no reason to ever do it. But, you know, this is the Hey, it's the Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We are in the midst of a battle with the nasty cast. We don't really care if we win or lose. It's more about supporting other podcasts in the Battle of the Podcast Tournament with Baseball Pods, at Baseball Pods on Twitter. Chris is a really good guy. He's just trying to spread the word and open up a portal to more podcasts so that they can be exposed to all of you out there. 64 different fantasy baseball podcast and we're lucky to be one of them and if we win or the nasty cast wins there's a couple hours left you know it's cool it's all good we we're not trying to cop out or be cowards in any way or dismiss this and we're not trying to make it like oh we don't care it's really cool that people reached out and said hey uh, we're gonna support you today thank you that's so cool we would never be like don't do that we just we're friends with van and brian and ron and those guys the nasty cast and we're just, I mean, I guess we could have been like, let's compete like crazy and make it more image conscious if we wanted to, but we didn't go that route. We just decided to say whatever happens, happens. Right, Deary? Well, it's been hilarious because Van's been like touting us out and saying, hey, vote for the Palazzo podcast. And you put out a video earlier today and it's like, hey, don't shy away from voting for us. Uh, if you want to vote for us, go ahead and vote for us. But, you know, we talked about it last week. It's all about getting everybody's name out there, listen to every single podcast out there. If we win, great then that's, uh, you know, more people that can vote for the next round and check out our podcast. But, I mean, if we lose, it's not a big deal at all. I mean, we love the Nasty Cast. They're, they're friends of ours, and uh, I, I'm excited just to be a part of it. You know, we were virgins to this, this last year. We were virgins to this last year when we got into it. We went against, uh, you know, Joe Pasapia and his podcast last year, and we got crushed, and that was fine. It was, it was cool that we were actually invited into the tournament, and we're humbled to be a part of it again. Well said, Deary. That is a nice synopsis. So, yeah, whatever happens, happens. Thanks to Chris. Chris will actually be on the show this weekend. I don't even know if I told you that, Deary, but 
Yeah. Uh, baseball pods will come on to talk about the next round Saturday. And we're also, I'm going to be on the pod of Palooza, uh, with Marty Tallman on the same panel. Marty, are you excited for pod of Palooza this weekend run by Justin Mason and his old empire? Yeah, man. I mean, this is like, this is like our Christmas day or whatever, however you want to put it. This is just before we're going to get, um, you know, where, where we're slotted as far as uh, our draft order. Um, it's an opportunity to raise money, you know, and talk fantasy baseball for what? I think it's 24 hours altogether. Or is it like two 12 hour days? Something crazy 40, like that. Yeah, it's it's two 12 hour days, and Justin's on every single panel the whole time. Unbelievable. Oh Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, yeah, we're going to be going over bus, our favorite bus. So, hitter bust, I think. It's focused yeah, hitter. on hitter. Yep, specifically hitter. Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I was cool. I saw your name on there. It's like, oh, Marty's on there. Cool, great. I don't know the other guys. Uh, Me and I will look. That's what's cool about it. We'll get to know some people that we don't know and um, expand our horizons. So thanks to Justin for having us on Potapalooza. Uh, yeah. Deary just forgot to sign up for it. He should have. That's his fault. Oh, it, no, it's it's all on me. He announced it. I got an email about it, I think, like two weeks ago. And I was like, OK, you know, I'm going to get back to it in a couple of weeks and I, or a couple of days. And I just completely forgot about it. And then you tried taking blame last night when you texted me, Mike. It's not on you, man. This one's on me. So I completely fucked this one up. All eyes on me. Let's all eyes on me. No, we can't play music because YouTube will get pissed at us. So, you know, how many copyright strikes do you get? Do you have any copyright strikes or just like non monetization strikes on your uh, YouTube channel, Raj? You know, we haven't gotten in trouble for that. Knock yeah. on, yeah, knock on wood. But <laughs> yeah. you no, know, but we we play sometimes. We play when we did the YouTube last night when we had Ashley McClellan on for Bless You Boys and many other sites as well. We pulled up some YouTube clips and played it. So I, maybe it's different when you do it that way. I, I don't know how that works. But was it music or was it just YouTube? Like what kind of clips? Well, we shared that, so like, that could be different. Yeah, so we shared the screen like you you, you can on this tool, and so that's what we did. We sca- shared the screen and. Way we went, so yeah. With this, we shared the old Reds rap song. Yes, <laughs> and then some. Um, yes. Lindsay, and then Lindsey Buckham, uh, when he went solo, oh, yeah. and looked all coked out of his mind and makeup in like circa 1980-81. His <laughs> career, where he's still, I mean, he's still obsessed with Stevie Nicks. If you listen to the lyrics closely enough, so I mean, he looks wow. he looks coked out. It's just like the video. Um, go on and say nineteen eighty. I think it's nineteen eighty eighty one. This before or after Holiday Road? <laughs> I think it's right after that. Or, I think you know it's right after because what holiday roll? What is uh, National Lampoon? Seventy nine, eighty. I think it's 82. I think it's eighty. Eighty. Okay. Uh, yeah. Eighty two. Eighty two, Mike. Yeah. Eighty two. I think then it's right before that. Then. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the song. The only song they play during the damn movie. They can't play any other song. <laughs> every movie, every movie where they're in a car, it's being played except yeah. Christmas Vacation. And some dog. I love the way they did that dog effect with the looping. Yeah. <laughs> It's the only good song with a about uh, or yeah. you could hear the uh, the dog who woofs was it jingle bells or woof, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, we're part of the Roto Fanatic Podcast Network, in case you didn't know, which is what my t-shirt says right here. We are a website, rotofanatic.com. Why don't you go read Mike Carter's latest bullpen breakdown? It's like three thousand words. Bullpens are a mess, and you need all the help you can get. So go to rotofanatic.com and read my guy Mike Carter's latest bullpen closing remarks it's good stuff it will only help you and will not hurt you in any way plus mike's a good guy so let's help him out the doctor uh, the doctor that's right as far as the plaza invitational we are very close to filling the final league we're like three spots left so if you still want to sign up you can go to 
our Twitter feed in the bio. Click on the link and sign up and play an NFBC 50, 50 round draft, $50. Do or die, minimal in-season management other than lineup setting. Uh, currently right now, me, Deary, and Marty are wrapping up league number one. So you actually might have an advantage with your league starting over the next week because more spring training news will come out, more injuries could happen. So you could actually, because we're doing an overall title for all three leagues with a big-ass trophy, which will get done later in the year. But right now, if you sign up, you probably will have a slight advantage. Is that fair to say, Marty? Yeah. I mean, it could work both ways, you know? Like, you could somehow get a, a you know a bargain for somebody, or maybe I'm, I just drafted someone who could easily get hurt in the next few weeks. So that's always a risky thing, drafting too far away from day one. But, hey, that's, uh, the risk is part of the, uh, it's part of the game. Yeah, let's go live to that draft board right now. Here it is. Woo! Marty Tomlin just drafted. Look at all those players. Over 700 players have been drafted. Lord, yep. We're not done. Does this blow your mind, Chris? Are you, is your head going to explode? <laughs> Which Chris? Me? Yeah, no. Um... Oh, yeah. Oh, don't worry. Deary is Deary. You're Chris. Yeah, okay. yeah, so. Whoa, that blows my mind just there. Oh, yeah. Every, right, Roger, you seen this? Woo! Yeah, the inception, <laughs> the inception angle. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I uh, yeah. No, that seems fun to me. I just, uh, it just, there was, there was a time. It's Marty how fun it is. <laughs> it's uh, a lot of, I mean, I'll just say my last person I drafted in the 45th round was Nicky Lopez. So, hey, I like uh, Nicky Lopez. Royals hey. infielder? Yeah, yeah. You know, batting ninth. Look at this big right ever. here, by the way. <laughs> Mike Ring in the 33rd round. Spencer Did he select Torkelson. a dead guy? <laughs> Uh, he, wait, he picked Marza over Torkelson? Well, I mean, yeah. this is for this year, right? Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah, so he's just that's just like a, a Hail Mary that Torkelson's going to play this year? Yeah. yeah. Still yeah. early. round thir- It's a 50-round draft and hold, so Jeez it's do or die. All, it's all you get, though. You don't have to do any in-season management, so your 50 players are who you have for the whole year. So he takes Torkelson. If he doesn't come up, that's a waste, especially in the what, 33rd round. round. Oh, that, that's, that's too early, man. I mean, all the other guys, you know, I took Jared Kalenic, you know, uh, probably mid-rounds, 15th or 16th round, but, you know, we will see him this year. I don't think we're seeing Torkelson this year. No, no. I don't think so. Especially and with that What round did he take him? 33rd. 33rd. I took Brett Gardner in that same spot, you know. So, he's going to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's right, <laughs> You're right, Chris. Is, that injury is going to be uh, It's gonna be, It's going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> this is Marty's team, by the way, on the far left. He had the number one overall pick. And which I uh-oh. never want to be at ever, especially this year with such limited top tier pitching. You know, it's either I go to Grom or Cole first, or man, we have to wait till, as you see, Zach Gallon is my number one. It's not the worst thing in the world. Sonny Grazer, oh, Sonny Gray was your first start. Oh, all right. no, he's two. And then Valdez, which is Eno's boy. And, you know, I'm I just going like to, yeah, I'm just going to ride the wave. I mean, Eno said that's going to, that's his biggest sleeper. So I'm just going to go with that. Um, Brad Hand, I just want someone steady in, in, in the bullpen. You know, that's his job. And so I don't care if his velocity's down. I don't care that, you know, all the stats point to him not being as good as he used to be. It's true, but he's going to be there. He's going to, you know, try to save. Well, I think if you're in, you know, the top five or six and you don't take a pitcher, you're, you're pretty much forced to probably go the next two out of five rounds to grab pitchers. Unless you're Mike. Mike actually waited a while for pitching. Let's, yeah, let's, let's roll over to guys. Yeah, let's roll over. Yeah, you didn't go until yeah, move up a little bit. I there, took Mike. Strasburg and Hendricks in the fifth and sixth round as my I first two. I love Hendricks too. I love oh, it's, de- it's dependable, especially if Strasburg is healthy. Then I waited forever and yeah, I sure. took Chris Bassett 
Otani, Paxton, Yarborough, Turnbull, all in a row. Well, it was a different strategy that everybody else was doing, but I love your first four picks. Nate Pearson, that seems like a... Yeah, that's a good... See, Chris, people... You know, he had the elbow thing last year, and it really freaked everybody out, but he came back in the playoffs. He threw two innings in that one playoff game, struck out five guys. So if he's healthy, I mean, this is one of the... This guy was being talked up with such hype coming into 2020, and suddenly he's way down in, like, the 200-plus zone. I, I... I brought this up on Twitter last week when I, you know, rated Ian Anderson so low on my Deary Decimal system, and everyone was like, you know, how are you rating him so low? I'm like, well, he pitched 32 innings. If Casey Mize or Nate Pearson comes out and does exactly what Ian Anderson did in 32 innings, they would have been a lot higher up this year. So, like, why can't Nate Nate Pearson come back this year and be just as good as, you know, an Ian Anderson? By the way, Marty's representing his Tigers with Gregory Soto, Casey Mize, and Robbie Grossman all here in the – 20 plus rounds. So, okay. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to quickly go over that. So Robbie Grossman and roster resource has him leading off. Right. Mm-hmm. So all signs point to that ATC projections have him with uh, 12 steals bat somewhere around 250, 260. is his power surge real. That's the only question. It's going to be tough in Comerica adding a dead ball. Who knows, but it's so late. <laughs> Um, and then my same thing, just taking a flyer, who knows, you know, and then I think Soto by the end of the year, he's going to be our closer. I'd agree. Insane fantasy takes. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was my, that was my take on the first insane fantasy takes that we had is that I had Soto slotting in as the closer. (laughs) Well, there you go. There's a little taste of the Palazzo Invitational League One. Want to give you guys a little, you know. We can use the video in this thing, so we're trying to do that more because why not? That's why we also have the phone number on the bottom. If you want to call the show, <laughs> if you have a question, if you have the stones to call this five-person panel, do it. We'll take your call live on the air. No bullshit. So it's up to you. So I wanted to show or read down my the team I inherited. So I'm doing a league with a couple guys over from Prospects Live. So I have Wilson Ramos, Nunez, scope so it's already heavy tiger already todd frazier francisco Lenore. i'm like okay all right cool i can do that um i'm in a fantrix lead so but there's some salary stuff that i'm not really too, too sure about tommy lasella yeah that's where yours gets so much more complicated because it's there's salaries attached to them it's not yeah. just like keepers or dynasty it's 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 intense it's very intense uh will myers austin riley cole calhoun greg polanco uh will smith Gregory uh, Cooper, then um, benches uh, Ruiz from the Dodgers, uh, Garcia from the Nationals, Austin Hayes, and I was already getting a trade offer for uh, Melek Smith from the Mets. And then on my bench, or my injured spot right now, is Judge and uh, Stanton, but their two contracts are really holding me down, apparently. Mm-hmm. And then my rotations, uh, your, uh, Julio Uranus. Woodruff, Uranus. Uranus. Get it? Uranus. <laughs> Get it? Uh, Chad Green, Seth Lugo, Dustin May, Urena from Miami, or the Tigers. Uh, what was this guy's name? Um, Barnes, the reliever. Matt Barnes from Boston. Herman, Yankees. Gilbert. Uh, Brentwell Hollywood Jr., who I think is out for the. Is he going to be? Oh, he's going to be. He's going to be part of the rotation. Um, I have. That's a mystery of a lifetime. Honeywell yeah. is the ultimate mystery. What uh Matt Libator, uh Vesquez from Philadelphia, Jose De Leon or De Leon, and um 
Remember him? Yamaguchi. Boy, he was going to be good. Didn't quite work out. Yamaguchi, and then on my injury reserve, I have um, a couple. Yeah, so anyways, that's my team. And yeah, I got a second pick overall. So Okay. Man, that is... I have no idea yet. I'm still gonna. I, got to, I, got, I, got, I bought that fancy uh, league. I bought that fancy kit that Mike recommended and used that to my consideration. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a good call. So I'm in a keeper league that I've been in for 20 years on Yahoo. It's just, uh, it is just a full like we have 26 man roster now, full keeper, uh, no, no salaries, nothing. You just keep the players year to year. So the only time to really get new talent is. Uh, what we call like waiver Christmas, the very beginning of the year, once the league starts and everybody just puts in like a dozen waiver wire claims and, and tries wow. to put all the young guys. And, you know, one person will forget and it ruins them for three years. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Yeah, that's so it's not like fab. It's just waiver wire first comp or like the yeah, order it, you know, rotation it, waiver wire. I do. A, I do a draft lottery, uh, you know, just for fun. But, but yeah, beyond that, it's just yeah, like, like uh, yeah. Whoever you claim, and then yeah, every now and then it depends on who's who's picking first. You know, sometimes people will be like, oh, yeah, sure, Eric Hosmer, and then other times it'll you know you might end up with Torkelson or Rutschman or whatever. So, oh okay, well that's fun, man. There's so many fun ways to play fantasy. That's why I love fantasy. It is a thrill to talk about everyone's leagues, but let's keep the ball moving forward, as they say, progressing down the field. Pretend it's a football game, and we're at the 50 yard line. We gotta cash into the red zone. I wanted to uh, thank everybody who's uh, supported us, even though we didn't necessarily want to win. We wanted to be a part of things and we would never, like I said, prevent anybody from giving us props and saying, Hey, let's hope these guys win in the tournament. So thank you to everybody who said something nice on Twitter today. There's way too many to name all of you. <laughs> you Mr. Uh, Belvedere. Yeah. Three, six, I'll fire up the Belvedere Adam, music Adam, for the uh, housekeeper. <laughs> Leon Redmond, right? Here. Well, everybody who said something, like, supported us. Hey, vote for Palazzo in the baseball tourney. Thank you so much. Also, thank you to the Nasty Cast, Ron, Brian, and Van. We love you guys. Like I said, they're friends of ours. We're very tight with that crew. Been on the show a few times, and I want to say thank you for just, you know, being nice to us and giving us an opportunity when we didn't always have one. So thank you to the Nasty Cast. I hope one of us wins and one of us will win. So whoever wins, congratulations to the winner. And don't forget to check out all the pods. I want to say a shout out to the operating room, which is one of the lower seated pods that lost this week. But it's a really good pod run by at Rotosurgeon on Twitter. And I do not know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to blow it. I do know his name's Kev, but I have never heard his last name pronounced. So I am not going to butcher it, but it's at Rotosurgeon on Twitter. He runs the operating room, which is part of Rotoballer, so it's like a legit podcast. It's something you should know about. He's got a lot of energy and personality, and I think he's vastly underrated as a podcast for fantasy. Kev Messurgeon. I'm going to say Messurgeon. Kev Messurgeon. The more you say it, the the more you're butchering it. I think you were good the first time. I think you were good the first time, Mike. (laughs) Kev Messurgeon is my guy at Rotosurgeon on Twitter. Check him out. Check out his podcast called The Operating Room. Okay. Having said all that, we covered some of the basics. Let's get into something we like to call leading off. In today's section of leading off, I wanted to cover some of the Tigers stuff from a fantasy perspective, which we will. But I want to hit on the two biggest overarching themes right now. 
heading into spring training. This is the last chance to kind of get on the record here because spring training starts this weekend. Who do the Tigers have first? Philadelphia. Are they playing like Florida A&M or something before they're, they uh, – no. They play the Phillies on Sunday with uh, Tyler Alexander throws first against uh, former Tiger for hot minute, Ivan Nova. Was, yeah. Oh, there's another t- former Tiger on that squad too. Matt Moore is a Philly this year, which is yeah. – Oh, yeah, he actually did all right on in Asia, and he came back. So we'll see if uh, he's got any life left in him. Uh, but let's talk the no DH thing first. And uh, Marty, let's start with you. No DH this year. Do you expect there will be a DH by opening day? And how does that impact your overall fantasy perspective right now? Yeah, I, I as of right now, I'm going to say no. I don't think there's going to be one because there's no signs really pointing to it other than the fact that the last time this was really came down to the wire, the year before, they said – or the night before they said, yeah, we're doing the DH. So anything could happen, but I'm going to operate as if they're not going to have the DH. So um, pitchers go up in the national league. You know, I think there's a sizable, um, you know, or if you're looking at a pitcher in the AL and the NL that were kind of tied, I think now you look to the NL because there is no DH. So I think that that helps uh, stands out there. And then obviously, you know, the uh, Dominic Smith of the world or, the, the who would be a DH or fourth outfielders, they kind of, you know, they take a hit. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think, uh, I don't think the, the owners are going to give up, you know, the DH unless the players, you know, agree to a shorter season or something like that. And so I think it's going to be just going to, they're going to treat it like a bargaining chip for the CBA next year. So, Roger, you think that maybe the owners will give them something? that the players can't resist, so they'll give in to the DH right before the season starts? I think, you know, the more the owners, and like, for example, what happened with the the president of Seattle said the other, or last week in those comments, the more the the owners start, or the front office people say Asshole alert, by the way. Yeah. Who the fuck is this asshole? Fuck that guy. I I censored myself on the podcast yesterday. I don't want to get into it because I'll just get angry again, but, uh, no, I, I think that there's a lot of them shooting themselves in the foot right now, and I think the players are getting more and more. They're, they're putting the screws on the players, and the players are getting pissed. And I think that it's just there has to be some sort of concession with it, but it just doesn't make any sense. I thought last year the National League, not having a DH was a much better league for it. Yeah, we saw it right at the deadline. The day the season started, they approved the playoffs being expanded. So anything's possible. Don't forget that. That literally happened the night that the Nats and the Yankees kicked off last year, that afternoon, they approved fucking playoff format. So you never know, but I know that the players are more dug in than ever. Uh, Deary, any quick response to this? Well, it just, it just really sucks. Like you mentioned last year how great it was for the DH. And you look at a guy like Ioannis Cespedes who's looking for a team. Without a DH, that takes out like half the teams. And you look at certain teams that have a log jam. You look at the Reds. I- I love Nick Senzel this year if he can play every day, but it's such a crowded outfield. It's a, a mudded up infield. So, like, please figure this out now and just, just make the DH possible. You know, you're putting guys that, especially in the National League, you're putting guys in the outfield that suck. Nick, has, <laughs> Nick, Nick Castellanos cannot play right field, and their team is so much better if he can just DH. You look at the Braves. Marcelo Osuna can DH. That team is so much better. You can put Ender CR Ender Ender Inciarte out there in left field, Pache in, in center, and then you're all set there. So it just really sucks because it's it's basically taking jobs from a lot of players. Look at the Padres as well. Profar, they signed Kim in the offseason. It just gives more opportunity for a lot of teams. And I wish 
they would just make it universal. I thought after last year that we'd be all set for this year, but obviously the players and owners can never get along. And I'm worried for next year when, you know, we get back to, you know, a new bargaining agreement and, and this is what's going to happen. They're going to be throwing darts at each other all off season. I mean, yeah. another, another come to mind too is Colton Wong over in the Brewers situation. And now you have Kirsten Hero playing first base, which seems, I mean, I know he wasn't, he wasn't good defensively last year at second base, but it takes away a, like Travis Shaw, who was a non-roster invite. He's going to be playing yep. third. I, I don't know. It's, it just seems like the team like the Brewers could definitely also benefit from a DH. Yeah, they got Vogelbach there now too, and like just with a DH, he, maybe he makes the team and is able to you know hit himself 20, 25 home runs. But without a DH, it's going to be hard for a lot of guys to make rosters. So the front offices may start to bitch more, and if they start bitching to the commissioner and say, hey, just give them something because I need to have my roster fully used in the best way possible. It's possible something like that could happen. So I saw Derek Van Riper on Twitter today was saying, yeah, Ryan Braun is just waiting. If maybe there will be a DH, then he'll come to camp or he'll come midseason. So there's a lot of players that could still hop in the game, and that's why drafting draft and holds can be disadvantageous at the time but remember that you're all drafting from the same pool, so no one's going to be able to take advantage of you later. Just remember that in these drafting holds. All right, let's get over to the Deaden Ball, a ball that will be 5% less effective in terms of its flight path. Let's start with you first, Chris. Are you believing in this Deaden Ball hype? And if so, how does that make you change anything in terms of drafting or overall analysis? Well, yeah, I actually wrote a story about that. About oh. what would happen, what what it might happen. Uh, it, it, through the research I did, uh, it, it, I spent like three days on it, and then I realized that I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> I determined there would be about 200 fewer home runs across wow. all of baseball based on this, and then somebody else said it was, or not 200 fewer. I said it was going to be down about two percent, and then you know the article that I was basing it on from the Athletic said five percent. So either way, I don't think it's going to cause a ton of pain. It. it for me, it'll impact guys who are like uh, really on the fringe. Someone like uh, Renato Nunez, maybe. Uh, if he's not hitting 30 home runs, he's not going to be terribly valuable for a for a real team. From a fantasy perspective, I don't know. Like, uh, it makes you wonder about the guys who had power breakouts last year, like Robbie Grossman, or uh, I mean, who else was hitting for power randomly last year? Did Hosmer suddenly start hitting home runs? Um, well, he's, people were saying he was lifting the ball more, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but I also looked at. Uh, I I don't necessarily trust everybody to know what's going to happen with the ball, even though they think they know what's going to happen. Because I, I was looking, they did this in Korea. They, they changed the ball in Korea, and it dropped home runs by 40%. Wow. They went from an average, the league-wide slugging percentage was 450, and it dropped to 385 in one season. So I don't think that'll happen. But if it does, then just you're screwed, basically. Just uh, go for steals, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, what about you? Um, yeah, well, I want to quickly make uh, Deary's day that uh, Nick Senzel is expected to be the everyday center fielder for the Reds. So, which means which means he's going to share time. Well, <laughs> 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 hey, I, I'm just you know don't kill the messenger. Um, but yeah, with the dead and ball, um, it doesn't as far as from like a drafting perspective. Anyone who just like destroys the ball is not going to be really affected. You know, the Stantons of the world. You know, the Solaires, the Reyeses. Schwarbers, you know, anyone, the Keplers, they're, they're going to be fine. It's, you know, the DJ LeMahieu's, the Whit Merrifields, the um, Eduardo Escobar's, Jorge Plantos, you know. And so what I would ask people to do, you know, for their homework for fantasy is actually to look into average home run, you know, and how far it went. 
and then kind of, you know, if, if that's going to be, I don't think it's that big of a deal because we don't know. Right. But it's something to look into, you know, if someone like, you know, Bregman's, uh, he pulls the ball so much, it doesn't really matter, but someone who's just barely, you know, just getting it out of there, then yeah. Um, that, that those are the people that are going to be affected the most. Somebody loves you. Mendy. Mendy. Oh, to Marty Tallman. That's like 10 exclamation points. That's a lot. He's the man. I haven't seen him in a minute. He's like, those are those guys that triple play, man. They're just, they're doing great stuff. So absolutely. They are. They're my dark horse to win the whole thing, by the way. So. I want to mention something that I forgot to about, you know, I, I looked at it from a hitter perspective, but there are pitchers, if the ball is dead and pitchers who could benefit from this a lot too. And it's, it's the guys who give up a, a shitload of home runs. Uh, Matthew Boyd alert. Matthew, Mr. Boyd. Matthew Boyd, Joe Jimenez. Um, Julio Tehran. Tehran. Last year. That's been his Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole gave up a lot of Garrett home Cole. runs last year in his first Josh year. Josh gave up an unusual amount of home runs too, I think so. Hmm. See, well, that, yeah, it's a great point, Chris. That could affect a lot of people. What about you, Raj? How are you uh, looking at your dynasty? Are you going to be making that player analysis decisions on that massive roster with the dead and ball in mind? Well, I'm going to look at the rotations a little differently because, I mean, I'm, I'm going to consider that the dead and ball. I mean, this is not the first time it's happened throughout history. I mean, there's there, Sports Illustrated did a really did a really good job of there's a deep dive article about deading the ball in the periods of time. Like for example, the spike of 1987 when the home runs went up and the gradual home runs per game that's gone up in the last uh, decade or so. And I think it's going to, for anybody who needs pitching, you can maybe go look at a guy who maybe hit was ERA in your five and go, ah, you know, maybe we'll knock it down to like four or 3.5 or, or his FIP goes down a little bit more considering. So that's something worth considering. I think it's going to affect pitching more than hitting. And in, in, in some ways, I mean, you were, you mentioned, Chris, you mentioned Robbie Grossman's numbers might be a little different, but I thought that for Grossman, his swing mechanics kind of reflected a change a little bit versus like, you know, Brady Anderson in 19, that was 95, 96, where he just hit 50 home runs out of nowhere. And you, you know, <laughs> yeah. what's going on. Like no swing mechanics change, my friend, but you got a little more acne on your forehead. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're right about that, Deary. What do you think about all this dead and ball mess? I, I want to know how it's going to mentally affect some of these players. You know, Chris brought up Max Kepler. I look at a guy like Marcus Simeon, Mike Yastrzemski. These are guys that had pretty high launch angles last year, especially Max Kepler. He had the fifth highest launch angle last year. Is that going to really affect his swing? Like, is he thinking, you know, as they go into the dead and ball within spring training, is he having a hard time launching that ball out of the park or is he getting a lot more pop flies with it? So I'm really interested to see how it's going to affect players mentally and if they're going to completely check out and be like oh shit i gotta change my swing and be more of a line drive guy based on what this ball is doing but none of us really know we're not really going to know until we really start getting into games over the next few weeks you know guys like joey gallo it's not going to affect him he has an insane launch angle and he hits the ball you know 95 95 miles per hour he went off his bat almost every single time so those guys, it's not going to affect your Whit Merrifields. It's going to affect your DJ Lemayhews. Uh, so, so we'll it'll be interesting to see how you know guys progress throughout the season and if it really is affecting them mentally up at the plate, especially guys that really are power hitters. Ah, well, let's get to the crux of why we have all you guys on Tigers fantasy perspectives and expectations. There's a lot of questions from the general masses out there about. Tiger players because they've signed so many of these little rinky dink kind of run of the mill average kind of bozo players that we're not sure they might have an impact or they could. You know, Nomar Mazar, Renato Nunez, and Robbie Grossman, like you said, and Julio Tehran. You know, the list goes on and on and on. So we're hoping 
that you guys, as experts, yes, I am calling you experts, on the Detroit Tigers can help alleviate some of this confusion. Even the bullpen, Soto and Jimenez and Garcia, Brave, I mean, they're everywhere. So let's start with you, Marty. Give us your take on the Tigers from a fantasy perspective. Maybe you could, I mean, we'd have to go through the whole team because that'll take forever. Yeah. But maybe give us a couple guys that you can provide clarity on that you feel confident in doing so. Yeah, so um, I'll just stick with the people that I've been targeting um, and who kind of fell at a good spot. So number one's going to be Jonathan Scope. So if you're in a 15-team league, you know, one of these big extended rosters, I think he's going to be a great uh, middle infielder that you can, you can essentially get for free. So um, that's somebody, you know, deep, deep down you can get. Um, Wilson Ramos is a catcher I'm targeting. You know, it's a good chance at the end of the year he's going to have the most at-bats for any catcher. So can he still wow, hit around 300? Really it's possible. Shit. It's possible. Um, he can, um, you know, I think he'll get double digit home runs. Um, maybe if he can kind of hit close to anything over 270, you know, he used to hit 300, maybe somewhere around there. Someone to target. Um, Victor Reyes being the fourth outfielder breaks my heart. Um, as anyone knows me, anytime I talk about Tigers, Victor Reyes is always, you know, if he's going to get you 17, 18 steals and hit you about 15 home runs, somewhere around 270 average, that's well, very He's serviceable. not in the starting lineup now. As of right now, no. So that's going to, and people are, and they're, he's getting drafted like he still is. Yes. So, um, so that's something that people need to look into. I'm sure not too many people are up around their uh, Tigers news <laughs> nationally, and I don't blame them. But um, so he's taking a little bit of a hit. And so who I'm, is it then? Is Jones Grossman? Um, yeah. And then who's the last person? Um, Grossman. Oh, uh, so far, Ross Resource has no more Mazzara. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look, Ross Resource, no disrespect, but as this has been said before by myself and other people, mm-hmm. fucking throwing darts like anybody it's, else. It's not a know? Bible or anything like that. But, yeah. you know, it's something. I mean, it gets more know. legit when the season starts. They're, they keep yeah. up on everything, and that's true, but there is no official games or anything yet. So I think. A, I don't. I wouldn't take that as gospel at this time. And I'm not talking to you, Marty. I'm talking to everybody out oh, there yeah. right now. No, no, no. So. Uh, yeah. Well, but, well uh, this is this is also one of those teams where they've signed so many veteran players, like you guys mentioned, the Nomar Mazaras and you know the Renato Nunezes, that you truly don't know till opening day who this starting lineup is going to be. I mean, if I'm the manager of the Tigers, Victor Reyes is starting in the outfield, probably in left field, Jacoby Jones in in, in center. But when when you bring back so many guys that are you know it, speak your it, mind, Roger. Speak your mind. Uh, you know, here's, here's go ahead, Roger. No, here's the thing. I think that Omar Marzia last year had was injured. I mean, I, he had he was. I think he got sick, and I think that really killed his production value. And Victor Reyes, look, I, I'm just gonna say it. I'll say it once. I'll say it again. And I'll say it till the day I you know pass away. The guy's a fourth outfielder, and that is for what the Tigers have had for for Rule Five draft overall number one pick. That's good, and that's what he is. He doesn't. I mean, in terms of what he's, there's this debate among our Slack channel about Victor Reyes. Look, I think Mars uh, will out will hit twenty home runs. Is Victor Reyes going to hit twenty one home runs? Hell no. And you know that, that's the way I look at it. I think I think that you're going to look at somebody like him to. Nomar is going to want, I and mean, he's only he's only a year younger than Reyes, I think, or the, they're the same age. He's already had more uh, production than Reyes, so I think I, I did a starting lineup 1.0 um, projection or for the 26 man roster for Motor City Bengals, and I have him over Reyes, and I will 
stand by my guns, God damn it. So real quick, Dakota Marble here is watching the show. First of all, thank you, Dakota. And says Reyes has been quite consistent since his second year. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, you know, okay. I mean, if you want to, if you put it in, in terms of Victor Reyes's production value, in terms of this is like, again, this is the, the, the maddening back and forth. The guy has a walk rate of four. I mean, in terms of like from a fantasy perspective, he is a little different. For for me, I look at it as he's got a walk rate of four point four point one percent. The home the power. He's never had more than seven home runs. Or excuse me, he's never had more than three home runs. So I'm I'm sorry. I just or four home runs rather. I'm just not sold on it. And in terms of production value, no. Well, it's also like what type of lineup are they trying to construct? Obviously, Nomar Mazar, his first four years in the league, he was 20 home runs, you know, right. playing in a lot of games. And he had some of the longest moonshots you've ever seen, been injured the last few years. But he also doesn't walk a ton. Victor Reyes can steal you some bases. So it's really what I want to know is what type of lineup does A.J. Hinch want to construct? Is it a team that has some speed with a Reyes and a Jacoby Jones or is it a team that's going to try to hit for power? Because there's not much power in this lineup. And that's why I thought Mazzara was a good signing because he's still right. super young, which you said, Raj, it's pretty much the same age as Victor Reyes. And he's got a track re- record of being able to hit home runs. And maybe it hits now. Like maybe now's the time that like he's finally 100% healthy and finds the right team. But it's also a one-year deal. So it's like kind of a stopgap to wait till these younger guys come up. Yeah, and Victor, right. Re- there's there's no two people that can re- agree about Victor Reyes. It's like pizza toppings, and I just <laughs> no, because honestly, like it, it's just a fantasy perspective. I get what Marty's saying, and we have somebody else on our staff who really loves Victor Reyes. I'm, what well, you know, it's like it's just for hey, me. You I made look- your opinion known. Yeah. You have put yourself out there. It's clear as day. I want to go back to Marty real quick though on Soto. You drafted Soto in the Palazzo Invitational, right? I did. Do you believe him. he'll be the closers or yeah, you're just taking a chance? It's a later pick. No. Anyways, it's not like you're taking him in the 15th yeah. round. No, I just base it on his stuff. I mean, he's nasty. You know, I mean, his his K percent is just through the roof. I mean, when you put him what next What happened to- last year, though, when he slipped? Because he was hot last year. Remember, he kind of came yep, on and people were like, oh, shit, then- here we go. And then they actually gave him the role or, you know, yeah. fine, you know, he was, you know, and then he blew it a few times. So, I mean, it's going to happen. This is here. Here's the other side of it. Here's the other side of the coin. Brian Garcia. Is he going to stay the closer the whole year? I don't see it that way at all. Joe Joe Jimenez, will he come back, reclaim his throne? And is, you know, maybe the, I would act, I would say Jimenez is too. Yeah. So that that's when I and when you actually watch the games, I mean Soto, he looks like he looks like he has the stuff to be a closer. Um, okay. So right. I think I got him. What is it? Twenty fifth round, some somewhere really far back. So yeah, it's um, deep. It's a deep it's, play. It's speculation, sure. but. I will, unfortunately, I watch enough games to see that he should be the <laughs> he should be the closer. Okay, let's go over to Chris Brown here. Chris, uh, can you give us a player or two from the Tigers this year that you really like or that maybe we could clear the air on possible positional changes or no? No, there's nobody. I this is an ugly fantasy team. A team <laughs> I don't see anybody oh, yeah. like. I think I, I agree. Scope could be a, a nice target. I, we're talking. I'm not convinced. What about Miggy? What about a Miggy comeback this year? Everybody's some people talk about he hit the ball really hard last year. Yeah, yeah, he does. But yeah, his you know launch angle is dropped and and um, no, I just I don't see any real like huge fantasy assets coming out. I I feel like I think the outfield is going to be more of I think like Reyes is going to platoon. I think a lot. It's going to be like a platoon either with Mazzaro or with Jones. I'm not convinced. I mean, one of the big question marks is this is an entirely new coaching staff. We have no idea. 
if they're going to face these guys up anything before, or if they're just going to come in and give them all new looks and suddenly Reyes is your starting center fielder. I, I good point. I, I don't know. I think I wrote an article about that. Like over the last two years, Reyes has been almost the offensive equivalent of Jacoby Jones while providing more defensive value and more stolen bases. Like why are you going to give Jacoby Jones the job then? I mean, it's Reyes has like tripled him in war too. So, uh, but again, I, I just, I don't think there's going to be anybody out there who's just going to go ahead and, and run away with a job. We didn't talk about Candelario who I don't think is a terribly sexy fantasy guy, but he's probably going to give you some steady production could hit like 270, 280, 20 plus bombs. Um, so you're not worried about would that would that imply then you're not worried about Renato Nunez? Well, no, Candelario is going to be their starting third baseman to begin the year. Um, I, I'm Nunez is probably going to play first base. Uh, it, it's not a done deal, obviously. If he goes in, in his garbage in spring training, I don't think they're going to add him to the forty man. But yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know, like, I think about someone like Willie Castro, maybe, you know, a lot of people might be scared off because he got really lucky last year <laughs> on bat balls in play. Yeah, was that a 440 Babbitt last year? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's not but he does have power from a shortstop position. He also qualifies at other positions, I think. Maybe, maybe not. It depends on your league, I guess. Yeah, I think shortstop third are in play. Yeah, and he, he also... He's faster. I don't think he stole any bases last year, but he's capable of giving getting you uh, double digit steals. And I don't know, getting that you know double digit homers and double digit steals. You, you know, he might be hitting two forty when he's doing it. But uh, I mean, the main concern for Tigers fans is that he's doesn't appear to be a great defender at shortstop. But who the hell cares in fantasy? <laughs> All right, that's a good point. Yeah, Triple A twenty nineteen. He had a three sixty nine BABIP and a hundred five hundred twenty five plate appearances. So maybe he's a high BABIP guy, though. You know, and yeah, I mean, I think he's a guy who's going to hit uh, a fair amount of line drives and stuff. And then I actually kind of like Jose Cisnero in the bullpen. I mean, it's kind of like a four headed beast right now. You don't really know who's going to win, but he's the guy who seems he has the most. Soto has the best stuff, but I worry that he his slider isn't quite consistent enough. I think once hitters learned to hone in on his nasty upper 90s sinker. I mean, they weren't necessarily doing much damage to it, but they were laying off it a lot more. And he didn't, I think he only threw the slider like 15% of the time or 20% was, was not a lot. Uh, yeah, and Jimenez is just a home run machine over the last few years. And Garcia doesn't strike anybody out. I think Cisnero is like the, the best of all possible worlds. He gets a, a decent strikeout rate, throws enough strikes. Um, he's not going to, you know, he's not a lights out closer or anything like that. But he's a guy that I might target. Super late, just in case. Okay. Well, that's, look at, that's what we want from you. Thank you, Chris. Rahelio, let's head over to you now. We want you to, to be the final word on the Detroit Tigers. Clear the air on all these positions over the next hour and a half. Start now. Well, I mean, I, I like this, what Chris said about Cisnero. I mean, there's nothing in terms of, like, just a guy that you can go to. I mean, Tyler Alexander last year, I mean, that's a guy that, keep an eye on i don't want to say draft him but keep an eye on because if he has you saw the fine role last year he was getting better uh another guy to keep your eye on just again keep your eye on that draft really is kyle funkhauser and we saw some development in terms of his velocity and, and what have you but uh in terms of guys that are draftable um Nunez, um i think candelario is going to have if candelario i think candelario is going to um continue to increase his value He's a good play. And, you know, I want to say Michael Fulmer maybe is like a pack, like just in case, like if you need somebody that's going to go out there and at least throw you, give you 20 to 30 starts. But 
because the second year coming back from Tommy John is the better year. And he did pitch. He pitched okay down the stretch, but I'm trying to not do. I'm trying to look at it without my Homer glasses on and just be objective. But there's a lot of guys you go just maybe keep your eye on. But I, I would say Candelario, Nunez, Mazzara, um, Mar- Mar- Marza. Um, th- those are the guys you keep your eye on. Oh, real quick though, what about the staff here? Uh, Deary, what do you think about the staff? Oh, Chris, you want to chime in on the staff? Well, I mean, if, if not, if other Chris has a, an opinion, I was, I, I was well, no, I'll, Chris, Chris, I'll throw it to you. Uh, I'd like to know what the rotation is going to look like at the start of the year. I mean, roster resource has Boyd, Turnbull, Fulmer, Urania, and Tehran. I don't know if those last guys in the rotation, those one year deals, are going to make it. What is the opening day staff and what is the staff at game 80? Is Meisen Scooble in the rotation by then? And also, do we see Matt Manning this year? So I'll ask you guys this question. Well, we've done a lot of speculating that they might run with a six-man rotation this year. They actually have enough arms to do it, and they've got enough young guys where they want to kind of preserve their arms, I would think. Uh, so not, you know, maybe even do a tandem starts. I, I was going to say that I am higher on Scooble than Mize, I think. Scoople could go out there and have have himself like a, a young Robbie Ray year, you know, like tons of strikeouts, a slightly elevated walk rate, maybe the ERA in the fours or something like that. But, you know, he, he showed last year in brief glimpses that his fastball, he can throw it by big league hitters, which is huge. And he's working on a split change now, so who knows what happens. But uh, I like him more than Mize. I do think we'll see Manning this year. <laughs> we'll call it a I, breakout? Is that what you're saying? No, I think so. I mean, I, th- I think... I think uh, I we talked about this before. I feel like if Scoople had been taken one one, and Mize were a ninth rounder, people would be going absolutely nuts for Scoople right now. I don't know why. It's just one of those things where that's carried over. I mean, he's a top one hundred prospect and everything, but it's still he's not as high in some places because he wasn't one one. And um, but yeah, I mean, I think he has everything to, to be a fantasy ace. Uh, I mean, he's not going to get you wins. Because who, so 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 M- Marty, I'll ask you this: Who has the most upside in terms of who has the most upside in terms of fantasy within that rotation right now? Is it Spencer? It's Turnbull? Spencer Trumbull. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it, it, what he's going to be—he should be your fourth or fifth pitcher. Let me be clear here: He should be one of your last starters, maybe your last starter you, you take. But with this, I mean, this year coming up, innings pitched is a big question mark. So. He's projected to around 140, you know, uh, ERAs 4.50, give you, uh, you know, 141 strikeouts. It's serviceable, you know. Um, love Turnbull. Woohoo! I love hearing that. But the rest of, I mean, the actual, uh, the rotation itself, I, I, you have to stay away from it in any standard league. Yeah. Turnbull's great value. It's well, last chance of, to get like, in the value zone. Yeah, in terms ahead, of Robert. even a guy, a guy to look out for in the rotation, honestly, it's oh, it, oh, right, oh, oh, sorry, but I, yeah, oh, okay, there, I thought I wasn't on there for a second. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, you're good yeah, to go. Every word you're saying. Oh, okay, oh, all right. No, I was, I was just. Oh no, all right. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> what day is this? Daniel Norris. I think Daniel <laughs> Norris might be my projected lover. rotation. Did you say funky butt loving? Oh. Look. <laughs> Look, Daniel Norris wants to start, and the Tigers are going to probably put him in the starting rotation to start the year. An opening day rotation, the rotation to me looks like this. Matt Boyd, Spencer Turnbull. I don't know why you guys think I'm fucking crazy, but Michael Fulmer, Tarek Skubal, 
and Daniel Norris with the possibility of either uh, uh, because I mean, look, in, in terms of the Daniel Norris has the ability to start. He had pitched well last year. Why not? And and I'm not saying this just a speculation, but they've talked about him starting again and putting him in the rotation. That's what AJ the words from AJ Hinch. Three so, three lefties oh, in the starting shit. lineup. I so Raj, I don't I don't hate the take because Norris was Norris was really good last year, but I yeah. think he's I think he's found the role of a fifth, sixth, seventh inning type guy when your starter gets blown up. I don't think he's a starter anymore. And I don't think any team is going to roll out there with three lefties unless they go to that six, seven man rotation, which the yeah. Tigers are probably the perfect type of team to do it. They will. Because they, they, they don't have they don't have any starters. Yeah, and that's why I think that that's the reason why I'm going that way. Six or seven man rotation. I'm not I'm not doing this because I'm fucking talking on my ass. It's just that they don't have any fucking pitching. Yeah, period. No, I'm sorry. I, they, they, absolutely, they don't. Absolutely agree. Absolutely. So agree. I mean, when you have Tarek Skubal out there, who I think is right now better than Casey Mize, again, I just you you have to put your best forward uh, foot forward. And I mean, Turnbull is the best rotation. Marty is correct about that for a fantasy standpoint. But that's again not. Just take out the fancy element. That's why who I think is going to start the season. Okay. So well, a- AJ AJ Hinch kind of goes the Kevin Cash way and says, "Hey, we're going opener closer here." And Norris gets twenty starts and goes three innings because yeah. I, I don't think he's going five or six innings. Yeah, if they're doing the yeah. seven inning, aren't they doing the seven inning double headers again this year? Mm-hmm. So there mm-hmm. you go. I mean, Norris can go three or four innings without a problem. And as an opener, I think Norris is a perfect opener. You can put there. I mean, Tyler Alexander fits that same mold, but I don't think I think Alexander is going to be more of a bullpen guy. There you have it. There is the truth. These guys are pretty locked in on Detroit Tigers. All three of these guys, they know what they're talking about. They're not fools. They're not dipshits. They're not clueless. They're pros. It's not bozo fest. It could be that too. I, I will say we'll probably also see Joey Wentz at some point. You know, if your oh, league goes uh, seven hundred yeah. names deep, you might Joey Wentz. <laughs> we'll see him at the end in July or August. Okay, I would love to see. The ever tantalizing Joey Wentz. And you're listening to the Hey, it's a Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. If you are confused by anything you're hearing or you want to challenge it, you can email the show, Palazzo Podcast at protonmail.com, or you can just DM us on Twitter, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. Marty is on the clock right now. Go go get Joey Wentz. Oh, yeah. Go for <laughs> he's, it. He, he's available in round 46. I think right, what we've learned. Over to it. Yeah, I think what we learned here from all of this conversation is that we just don't have a lot of answers yet on February 25th, and that's okay. Also, yeah. the Tigers are going to be bad fantasy-wise. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wanted to say to you, Chris, um, the uh, the fantasy industry has actually taken a look at um, Scooble is going about 122, like uh, the 122nd pitcher. Mize is the 158th. There you go. Yeah, I think so, that's uh, reflecting. I, I think that's accurate. I think the K upsides plays a yeah. big part in it. Interesting. I uh, I see a future where Tarek Skubal ends up being a reliever, and this is way down the road. Everything falls apart. Things don't quite work out, and he just ends up becoming this really dominant lefty reliever guy. So That's that's a definite possibility, too. Oh, yeah, Miller. Mike, I will go with that. Yeah. There's a Andrew, future. It's a, yeah. This is way it's Andrew, this is it's a, It could be Andrew Miller, right? Yeah, yep. who knows? This think, about how, tomorrow. think about what Andrew Miller was when he came up. Super prospect, comes up, completely failed as a starter, and was an excellent closer for a good five, six years. Yeah, he he created like even a new avenue as this kind of longer reliever, almost like what Josh Hader's been able to do now. Yeah, yeah, classic old school Bruce Sutter style. All right, 
So I could talk more about Tigers, but we got more show to do. We got to move forward. I hope that we at least shed some light for all of you fantasy players out there on the Tigers. It's still a mystery, and we got everybody on the record before the first spring training game start this Sunday when Tyler Alexander throws that heat right in there to Bryce Harper, who will hit one time and then go sit down. All right, let's have some fun, and because this show has been really boring so far. Let's get into Enrico's Inquisition. Would you prefer to deal with a manipulative person or a callous person? Wow, this is deep. Deep into my psyche. Alan Trammell or Lou Whitaker? Oh, I knew you were going to hit me with that. The 1988 Dodgers or the 2020 Dodgers? Oh, the 1988, by far. It was the happiest moment like of my sports life. That was my first gut moment. Oh, oh Nelly, get ready for some doozies. Because it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Enrico's Inquisition. <laughs> that is correct, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. You, you actually no, no, no. I, you know, I love the, you know what? I, as one production person to another, I really, I'm like, shit, I'm getting some really good ideas for some prod ideas. So, well, you know how we roll. Yeah. This is what we do. You were actually a part of that until like a couple days ago. I, did, you, I think you were probably on 25 shows. Maybe you didn't even know it. Uh, I put your oceans or lakes answer in there. No, yeah, you did. No, I, I I listened to the podcast. I heard it, so I was waiting for it. I'm like, oh man, he took me out. It's all right. Well, like <laughs> any like good bit intro, you got to update it, especially when you get more content. So I wanted to give some other perspectives, uh, but I hadn't got around to it till just now. Anyways, it's Enrico's Inquisition where I ask these guys silly things, this or that, so kind of mix it up, have some fun. Let's start off with Marty first. Marty, we're gonna give you this one. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, floors or ceilings? In fantasy or just, just <laughs> run my house? Wow, I wasn't even thinking like that. Any way you slice it, Marty. Floors. Yeah, I mean, unless you're going for like an NFBC main event or, you know, an overall of something, there's no reason. I'm all, no reason to go ceilings. I always go floors, Michael. Okay, all right. Uh, Chris, um, uh, Mega Man or Metroid? Metroid. Sam with Aaron. What? What? No, Metroid's so much better. Mega Man is, is I mean, it's a difficult platformer, uh, but it's just a basic platform shooter. Metroid has all the adventure in it. You you get, they created a whole genre, really. I mean, you get, uh, you go dead, and find a... <laughs> I'm not sure if you know that my main job is writing about video games. I do. That's why I literally okay, asked right. you that. I remember um, that from our conversation last year. Yeah, Metroid created the whole genre where basically you have this this whole world to explore, but you can't go there until you upgrade, and it creates a feeling of this of giant uh, giant game, even though it's kind of uh, more contained than that. And it's been it's a formula that's been copied a ton in the last thirty years or so. I, you know, people are Mega Man fans, but uh, it was basically the same thing over and over and over and over again to me. Boy, that is give him his doom. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no doubt. Mega Man is a classic. Mega Man 2 will always be the superior original NES platform version. Yeah, it's such a tough game. It's such a tough game. It's a great game, though. And it's some of the music game. that comes out yeah. of it. Some of the best NES sounds. I'm a big fan of bands that recreate NES music in their own version, their own style. Metal Mega Man, Man has some of the best versions. Metal, Metal Man's Man, good. Yeah, that's such a good level of music. Bubble Man's there's a good one, too. Yeah. There's some fantastic music in Super Metroid as well, I should say that. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that a, he, he won't die on Metroid. The Brin Star, no, yeah, Super Nintendo. The Brin Star theme. Oh, yeah, so that was a, yeah. 
was a Genesis guy, so SNES was never part I, of rotation for me. I had a Genesis as well. Genesis was superior for sports games by far, but uh, Super Nintendo had, you had your Mario Kart, you had your Super Mario World, you had your Super Metro, or something from there. Ken Griffey, baseball. There you go. That's a really good game. Ken Griffey, baseball. I was playing that in my 30s still. Like, you can play full <laughs> seasons, and it's, like, all interactive. It's pretty cool. It's not a bad I, game. I never owned an SNES. It never Neither happened. I. I went I went from Nintendo to Genesis, and then never yeah. never kind of went back. I totally we, agree. Yeah, I had a Genesis, and then we, you know, back when you could rent a whole game system from a video store, back when video <laughs> stores existed, uh, we rented a Super Nintendo one weekend. I had a bunch of buddies come up for, for sleepover, and we... All we had was Super Mario World and SimCity. And it was one of those Ooh, like things where you just stayed up till six in the morning, two nights in a row playing these video games. And I was like, all right, well, I gotta go buy this. I uh, rented a PS2 from the video <laughs> store in 2001, nice. right after it came out, because I, I couldn't afford one. Mm-hmm. And I never took it back. No. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 3? I think that went on my credit report. That was, that's that's like, why Blockbuster went out of business. <laughs> Your fault. <laughs> no, but I mean, it wasn't like a, I, it wasn't like I broke the laws. Like they rented it to me, I never returned it, so it's not a crime necessarily. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just had a lot of overdue bills. This was not Blockbuster. This was Hollywood Video, which was a local yep. thing mm-hmm. in. You got Hollywood Video? Okay, yeah. You guys. Well, it used to be. Sure. It was. I thought they bought out Video Watch. But maybe oh I'm yeah. Mistaken there. That's right, I forgot about that. Okay. Uh, hey, Rahelio, let's ask you. Would you rather walk in the snow or would you rather walk through mud? Uh, snow. Uh, mud is one of those things where you get, you ruin a perfectly good pair of boots or shoes or whatever. If you're wearing boots, that mud stays on for a while. With the snow, you can get it dried off, you're fine. If you got those nice boots, you're fine. Um, but if I, if even in a pair of like, New balances, those, those, you know, the ultimate dad shoe. Here I am, you know, about to turn forty, and I'm, I'm looking at my, I look at my shoe collection. I'm like, shit, I have nine pairs of fucking New Balances. What the hell's wrong with me? And my wife, I, 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 if I was me, I would have three pairs of shoes: dress shoes, workout shoes, and I'm going out shoes. But my wife's like, no, you need this, this, and this. this. Anyway, um, which is nothing wrong with that because I, she dresses me better than I could. Uh, so if you want a pair of New Balances in the snow, it gets dry. A little fried, but when you get mud on those, those things are never the same. So, I know you're, uh, you know, you're walking a lot, so you've been out there in the cold doing the, doing the damn thing. I'm impressed. I got to give you shout outs for that. Thanks. It's fucking cold out there. Holy shit! I mean, right I now walk it's, hot. It was, it's summertime yeah. right now, but yeah, I'll take the forty degree weather. I, I didn't walk when it was like super icy out because I, I know myself. I just know I'm gonna like just wipe out and all that, but. Yeah, I've been walking the last couple days. It's it's good to get go back outside. <laughs> Wipeout. That's yeah. my wipeout. I can't play it though because YouTube would suspend. All right, but I can make that noise. <laughs> uh, let's go. I gotta ask this one. We gotta get everyone on the record. I don't even know if I asked this one last year, and if I did, stop me, stop me, uh, Marty. So uh, Lou Whitaker, Alan Trammell. Alan Trammell. Chris. I'll take Lou. Rogelio. There's a picture of me with Alan Trammell too on Twitter. Um, oh yeah, I saw that recently. You're compromising there picture. In the dugout. It's a compromising picture. <laughs> you you look funny in that one. You look well, because I'm literally I, I go I know every single stat about the guy, and then I blank out and I go, "You played at Double A." I'm like, "Fuck!" 
I know he plays the double A Montgomery. How did I not remember that? I just told you I had Chris Rock. You remember when you played at uh, double A? Remember that? You, you know, like, fucking A. And I can tell he was patient. He was, Al Trammell was such a nice guy. And But even before him, when he asked Chris, yeah, Chris, Chris asked him a question. like, I'm not going to answer that, but I'll answer yeah, your question. <laughs> No, he was yeah, he was very nice, but I was like, I want to talk to you about the prospects in the system. He's like, well, I don't want to say anything about anybody. I'm like, all right, go talk to him. Well, he just didn't want to like, you know, he hadn't seen guys recently, so he didn't want to say anything about it. Uh, so you know, yeah, I, that's all I cared about. I was I didn't really care about his whole thing. I mean, you know, he's a great player and stuff, but he's a coach now. Yeah, oh, it, it was they, just it was he's transitioned. Of, oh. It's just odd. Oh, I don't know. It's just kind of like, oh, don't oh. And I, I don't know why I got all uh, like that. But if I had to choose, I would go, I would, you know, I'm going to go with uh, Lou Whitaker because Lou Whitaker is top 20 in among many categories. He's still not Hall of Fame. The guy, he's just due. And I think he's one of those players, too, that because he wasn't a boisterous guy. And also, I think he was based off the way he lived his life. I think that, and I don't know, I, I, I can go into it, but Lou Whitaker deserves this, too. It's like picking between your two favorite superheroes if you're a Tigers fan, especially if you grew up at the 80s like all of us did. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, Mike Hanneman's still my favorite Tiger of all time because <laughs> I would like I would practice pitching, and I literally would go, i do my practice, make his face, and then just go, like his face, like, every baseball That chin, player, that, chin. that chin. By Chinaman, yeah. Yeah. Chinaman. I love Chinaman. I used to do the sidearm Chinaman, of course. It was great. Hey, awesome delivery. He looked, here did that. he looked pissed off. He looked like, you know, he's just throwing all this money, but just that. Every ba- I mean, pull up a baseball card, Mike Hedeman, in the 80s. I'll tell you this right now. Mike Hedeman face. And that's why I used to do in Little League. I'd be like, what the hell is that face you're making? That's my Mike Hedeman face. Oh, that's why we do this. It's so funny. I, I hadn't thought about his face in a long time. I want to I'm gonna go find a. I'm gonna go find a Henneman card right now. So go go Google Mike Henneman baseball. Oh, no, card. no, I'm gonna find the the real card. It's over okay. there. I'm, I'm gonna go look for it. Right. I have all my You're cards in my, a... my brother's house. Oh, go I have my card over there, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, actually, here's a quick transition into that for uh, Michael. When we're doing our uh, TGFBI um, on, on Saturday at 3.15, um, I'm actually going to be uh, – part of the raffle is going to be a signed Spencer Torkelson card. So, Oh, oh wow, shit, there you go. really? Mm-hmm. Signed Spencer Torkelson? Hell yeah. Okay, that's yep. cool. I bought two, and I'm going to auction one away You know, for the, for the cause. Nice. We're uh, I'm giving away five Rotofanatic shirts, but it's just sitting here. So. That's what I'm talking about. Look at it is. Yeah. You know, if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> that, that if you're listening to the podcast, like, you have to look up your own face of Mike Henneman because you can't see it here on the show. So. Yeah. Nicely done. So. Well done. Thanks, Good Chris. Call. Thanks, uh, Chris confirming. Yeah, Deary confirming my uh, Mike Henneman thing. Oh. Yeah, there it is. There it There's is. Another that, one. That dumb butt chin. But I found a better one right next to him was <laughs> Mickey Tettleton with the huge jaw in. Yeah. He beat the jaw of Mickey Tettleton. Always chawing. That's uh, Mickey's thing. That was how it was. That's what she did back then. Lenny Dykstra probably had the biggest one of the era. Uh, <laughs> just pouring out of his mouth. Yeah. All right. Uh, Marty, uh, sliders or curveballs? Wow. You know, I'm going to go off. I'm going to base this off video games, and it's always easier to hit a slider. So I'm going to go. Off. I like sliders more because I can never hit a curveball in a video game or real life. So just screw them. A bender could really mess your life up. It can throw you out of whack in real life. And I don't think a lot of us understand that. I said that recently when uh, we were talking about... Who were we talking to, Deary, the other day about that? 
<laughs> we do so many damn pods, I forget. What was the last one you were on? on? It should be easier for you. My memory lasts like 23 hours. We were talking about playing real baseball, you know, like, oh, Hardball League with uh, Zach. No, we're talking to Zach. Yeah, Yeah. we're talking to Waxman, and he took uh, a slider, which I would always take because I think John Smoltz's slider was absolutely incredible. Okay. What about you, Chris? Uh, You know, I think a slider is generally the more effective pitch, but I love a nasty curveball that turns a hitter's knees to jelly. Like, that's the closest thing in baseball to dunking on somebody. Like, when you throw a pitch and the hitter is just like, oh, I'm going to die, and then realizes it's a strike, it's just hilarious to me, and I love it. And you don't do that with any pitch but a curve. Mr. Castillo. I would agree with the curve because when I played, I was able to throw a curve, and I and I played in this bad rec league in, in uh, right by my house. And the few times I was able to sample one off, just to see the kid's face where it was like, goes right down, and there's loop right there. It's a beautiful thing. A curveball is such a beautiful pitch when it's done correctly. And that that 12 to 6 action, or if you're a lefty, I think it's 1 to 6 one, or 1 7 action. I can't remember on a lefty. If you're looking at a clock, uh, James, Chipman oh. will, James Chipman will destroy me for not knowing this correctly. But for scouting. It'll be 12 6 either way if, if it's left or right. But if it's yeah. like an 11 5 or 1 to 7. But yeah, it's yeah. still nasty. Yeah, it's in a curveball just. It, it's one of those, like, I love a good slider, don't get me wrong, but, it, oh God, a curveball, just snap one off like that. Just And in Little League, when I started, couldn't, when people, when they started doing fastballs at 80, 90 miles, or at 80 miles an hour, and they dropped that curveball in, that's why I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be playing baseball for the rest of my life. Nah, it's like, man. Hey, sometimes you got to snap one off. I understand. <laughs> uh, all right, real bonus one here. I wanted to ask this one because we've got a couple video gamers on here. So, Roger, let's go back to you. Uh, Bulls Blazers or Lakers Celtics? <laughs> oh, dude, I have both games right here. I swear to God, I'm, 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 I'm not kidding. I have, I have them right here. I'll have to. I'll, I believe you. Up. Yeah. Um, Se- Sega. Sega. I have a, It's right, right over here. I have. Although I have NBA Tecmo Super Bowl or NBA um, Tec- Tecmo, Tecmo NBA basketball. basketball. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good game. <sighs> Bulls Blazers. Bulls Blazers. It's that's logical. A, that's a, the next in the series, I guess. I'd yeah, that was a bad. One. Maybe we should have done like Bulls, Blazers, or NHL '94. Well, then it's NHL '94 without, and that's not even that's not even that's not even close. I mean, if NHL '94 is one of the greatest games of all of all time, like, I, NHL '94 a... or NBA Live '96. <laughs> that's tougher. Oh man, that's tougher. Is that the game? <sighs> Was that the one where Mark Price could hit a three anywhere, or that ninety-five? I'm thinking of where they <laughs> Mark Probably Price both go, years, I mean. the three. Well, every time they hit a three, three. I love that. Yeah, sound you could effect. jump from the three-point line oh, and yeah. land in like the paint. Yeah, yeah. The three like, was uh, that might have been Super Tecmo NBA basketball, but oh, well, that's also that. Yeah. No. Wait, no, I got one from that one. Oh, foul pushing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I don't know if anybody has an idea what we're talking about, but all right, let's wrap. Let's wrap this up. Let's uh, do this how we always do, Marty. Come on, give it to us for love or money. Ooh, uh, love. I mean, this, look at what we're doing. We're doing this in the middle of the night when we could all be getting sleep and getting prepared for the real world. <laughs> Living yeah. in the real world by Richard Marks or real world by, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Netflix 20 real world. Oh, God. In America. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, Marty, yes, beautiful. Uh, Chris, what about you, buddy? Love or money? Yeah, yeah, love. I'm a sucker. I'm a romantic. I don't, I don't, for as much as I care about sports, I've, like, never gambled on sports. I 
rarely done a fantasy league for money. I don't know why, but I just kind of do it for fun. Hey, I'm a sucker for cornrows and manicured toes. I I hear you. As a fellow sucker, I understand. All right, Raj, give it to us. Come on. Well, you know, you made a Richard Marks joke, and I got to finish it. It don't mean nothing until you sign it out of line. So I will say... uh, (laughs) Yeah, see, I know you I get to believe you know that song. You're the only person who knows that song. Yeah, it don't mean nothing. Uh, well, also, he, he married, you know what? For love, because the tie in the Richard Marks. Look at look at Ray, look at Daisy Fuentes, one of the most beautiful women in the world, and she married Richard fucking Marks. What? She yeah, she oh, did. Yeah, this is that. breaking news to me. Yeah. Oh no, this Daisy is, uh, Fuentes, House of Style. Oh. One of the most beautiful Cuban women that's ever existed. She married Richard motherfucking Marks. That that's lucky love motherfucker. Right yeah, exactly. Yeah, all, all he did was, uh, you know, I'll be right here waiting for you. He played yeah. it for her. He, like, rewrote it for her, and she was, that was it. He's <laughs> like, that prenup don't mean nothing until you sign in the dotted line. <laughs> Twice. Nice. Well done, sir. Well done. Okay, well, there it is. A little bit of Enrico's Inquisition. Hopefully, with when you do three guys at once, it's hard to ask too many different questions, but we did the best that we could, and I think you all passed with flying colors. Don't forget, this is the Hey, it's Enrico Blazo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We are on Twitter, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Email us, Palazzo Podcast on Facebook. Yes, we have a Facebook page, too. You could be watching live. We actually have a thumbs up on Facebook, so somebody watched it and liked it. You can go there and see all these. There's a Facebook group, Facebook page. There's also an Instagram. We don't really use that, though. Nobody cares about that. And, of course, we're part of the Roto Fanatic Podcast Network. I would like you guys to go listen to two fellow Roto Fanatic fellas of mine. Carme Arano was on Bench with Bubba this week. Please go listen to Bench with Bubba. He's a great dude, friend of the show. Uh, I also like him as a person. And I want to give Carme Arano the opportunity to... You know, be heard. He's a great guy, really friendly, down to earth. Also, really knows his shit. So go check out Carm Mayorano's appearance on Bench with Bubba, and check out Mr. Doctor's appearance with SP Streamer Doug Ishikawa and Michael Simeone. Great people, good times. Chicago kind of tie-ins there because Doug's in Illinois, and so is Mr. Doctor. So go listen to that episode. I love all those people. Larry Deary will do the same, I'm sure. All right. It's time to get into the fantasy focus, and that means we're going to do some buttercups. That's right. We debuted this last week, and I thought it went pretty well, but I'm interested to see how this goes. Buttercups are inflated players valued a little too greatly. Maybe there's prices too high, ADP's too high, and they're players that you're not buying. So we'll listen to the song real quick, and then we'll get into it. Your prize was inflated Worst of all, worst of all I have to chase stats to make up for this Up for this I ruined my draft I need you I need you To be something you're not I know now my pick was away Build me up, build me up But a couple's picks are disgrace Alright, there you go So that's the gist of that So let's talk inflated values And players that yeah, just too pricey, man. No one wants to pay these prices anymore. Let's. Who wants to go first? Does anyone want to volunteer to go first, or should I name names? I have to call on you like the teacher in a classroom. Yeah, I'll go first. I'll take. Yeah, hey, right. Uh, Look at you. Yeah, that's a gold star for the day. Yeah, there we go. Um, well, even like you know, side note here, but even like when for class, I'd rather just go first. Like giving a presentation or whatever. If I just sit there you know, through fifteen, every of them, time I'm gonna lose my damn mind. I'll go first. It doesn't yep. even need to be good. 
the teacher's gonna be like, you know what, this guy's he, you know, he's out here, he's doing his thing. There's nothing to compare it to, so that's why I'm gonna go. So I can't. If no you go, what. if you go first, all the pressure is off, and then everyone after you, they have to live up to how bad you were. So yep. any college class, high school class, always go first. There you go. Yeah, Let's I think uh, I think we're gonna do one round of these each instead of two. So just give us your best one. Give us the one you really want to talk about the most. Um, the one I'll give you the one that I want to avoid the most, and it's okay. not yeah. it's not groundbreaking. I think that you could probably get it from you know ten industry insiders. I mean, Trevor Bauer is just way too high. It's that simple for me. I mean, he's going, he's the number 13 overall ADP, the fourth pitcher off the board. Here's the people who I'd rather have in front of him. I'd rather have Darvish. I'd rather have Giolito. I'd rather have Bueller. I'd rather have Nola. I'd rather have Casito. And I'd even rather have Flaherty. Oh, now that is, I had to mix that into insane fantasy takes. That's really impressive, man. All right. Bauer is being overdrafted and inflated value. Cool. I like it. Uh, Chris, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. I uh, I want to remind everybody that I don't know what I'm doing. Of course. Uh, well, that is already assumed. Don't worry yes, about that. Fair enough. But the, the two two names that stuck out to me and sorry, Mar- sorry, Marty. Um, one was Zach Allen, and the other one was Randy Rosarena. Um, and not that I think they're going to be bad players this year, but they're both seem to be going like top fifty. And Gallon's a guy who's run uh, a fifth or run higher. Than his ERA for his entire career. And I don't know. I, I haven't dug in to see like maybe that's just sustainable for him, but I feel like he might drop down a little bit. I mean, it's still going to be like a three eight ERA or whatever. Um, and Rosarena, I just feel like people are. He was awesome in the playoffs, and he had a, a nice run there in the regular season too. But it's just like there's so little information there on the guy. And I remember thinking, you know, PJ Upton once had a, an ungodly playoff experience back in like 2008, and Delman Young was a playoff monster for the Tigers years ago. It's like, you know, sometimes people get hot at the right time. And I just, I feel like he'd probably still be a top 100, top, you know, 120 player or something like that. I just feel like top 50 is a bit much. Wow. Thank you. I love him. I've said this 800,000 times on the show. I love a Rosarina. I love him so much, but he fucked me over with a great playoff run. Now his value is <laughs> through the roof and he's, he's a buttercup now. Sorry, buddy. You're a buttercup. You're in the buttercup zone. The Zach Gallon points were really interesting. I'm going to look more into that. The FIP, I just I double-checked your work, and his FIP is consistently higher than all of his ERAs, including the insane one-point, like, uh, one-two ERA he had in AAA at the Pacific Coast League that one year. I think maybe it was a one point. Yeah, it wasn't 1.2. It was 1.77, but still, it was really, really good. And the FIP on that 1.77, 3.36. I'm going to look further into that. Thank you. That's why we do this show. Raj, give us a buttercup. Who's overinflated in value right now? I think Julio Reyes is a little bit because based off the fact that his Sierra was 4.88, his XFIP was 506, and his strikeout rate dropped last year. And so um, I see him in some cases where he's in some leagues where he seems like a little bit of value. But I mean, to me, I think that's as a relatively new to the kind of thing, I, th- I think that's who I would go with. It's a buttercup. Interesting. And he's never right. going to pitch more than four or five innings. I mean, has he ever done that? Five, giving you six, seven innings on a consistent basis in his in career. Of, Plus, it's the it, Dodgers. So I mean, he's I'm been he's, he's yeah he's a six inning guy. I mean, he does, he's not he, last year he no start went over six innings, six point yeah. two yeah. at one point. So. And his shoulder was totally reconstructed mm-hmm. essentially a couple years ago. It was a yeah. big injury. But 
if he's healthy, he was a very, 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 very highly touted prospect. But I do like what you're saying, and I've been avoiding him too. When I could, I've could have had him so many times, and I've done like eight or nine drafts already. And I've basically been like, ah, I just don't want to go this route. I just don't know what to expect. Just a little, I think uh, I can get on board with that, Rod. You can. Where are you, Mister Deary? You know, we've done so many pods since January, and almost every person we've had on that have talked about relief pitching have talked about Rysel Iglesias. Now, I don't hate Rysel Iglesias. I think he gives you 30 saves. I think he's going to be dependable, but I think he's going a little too high off the board. He's 93rd overall in NFBC. There are other guys that you can get after him that are going to give you just as good, if not better, rates. Ryan Presley, I think, is going to have a better season than him. Kirby Yates, if he is healthy, I think he's going to be an absolute stud. Craig Kimbrell, who's going at 151 right now, I think has a real shot to be a very, very good closer. I don't trust that Rysel Iglesias is going to do what he did last year. Last year, in 23 innings, the Caper 9 was the highest he had in his, his career. His ground ball percentage was the highest he's ever had in his career. His ERA was one of the best he's ever had. I think he goes back to maybe more of where he was in 2018, 2019. Split those stats with the ERA. I think the ERA hangs more around 3-6. In terms of my closers, he's ninth off my board right now. I still think because he has the chance, he's ninth on my board. I actually have Nick Anderson above him. And it's only because I truly think the Rays are going to get into a point where they're going to have to finally be like, okay, this guy's our closer because he is our best guy, whether he goes eighth and ninth inning or ninth inning. They have some other guys there. But right now he's ninth. I mean, he's still dependable. He's one of the There's few. There's no precedent for that. They don't he, do that. Well, no, but I th- he's the most talented guy there, and I think the AL East is going to be an absolute bear this year, and I think they're going to have to finally commit to having an actual closer. What do the Angels have, though, besides Iglesias? They don't have anything, right. but I don't think the Angels are going to be a- absolutely world beaters in the AL West. Sure, Rysel Iglesias is going to give you 30 saves, which is fine. There's going to be five or six guys that do that, but I think his ERA is going to drop to what it was over the last few years, and it's not going to be as as good as some of these other guys. I have Presley above him, obviously Chapman. I have Diaz as my second-best closer right now. I think he's going to be an absolute beast with the Mets. I don't I, that. I think Iglesias goes back to where he's walking three-and-a-half guys per nine compared to what it was last year. Like I said, we'll still be dependable. We'll give you 30 saves with the four or five or five or six other guys that are going to do it. But I think he's going a little too early right now. And NFBC, he's like the fourth or fifth closer off the board. I think it's just a little too high right now. I talked about this earlier. It's really hard to find guys that like I'm down on, especially in the top 100. I'm not going to pick a guy at like 275 that is like, oh, he's the 450th ranked player. Hey, guys, I'm tra- I 275. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah, we all know what that is. You know, even a guy like Trevor Rosenthal, who, you know, who finally has a team now, I think he's going to be an absolute stud. And, you know, Waxman talked about it last week. He's, he's super high on Rosenthal over there in Oakland. So I think it's just a little too high for Iglesias. If you don't get one of those top three or four closers, I think you can wait and not reach for Iglesias in the you know fifth or sixth round. And I think you can wait. There's some guys later on down the road that I like a little more. It's a myth, though, that the shitty teams can't have closers that give you a lot of saves. That's not true, though. You know, like, no, no, they, I, I, no, I, I agree with that. The Angels can suck, and Iglesias could still have thirty plus saves. That's very well, possible. yeah. I mean, that's what I said, Mike. He will have thirty saves, but that ERA is not going to be below three. And all right, I think, all right, every, all right, I think okay. everybody above him, the ERA is is below three. 
All opinions are welcome here, but we will always challenge anything here we don't disagree with or maybe we find <laughs> confusing. And we have other people on the show that want to talk. That's why they're on here. God damn it. All right. There's some buttercups for you. Those were our buttercups. Don't forget that uh, if you have questions about buttercups, you can email the show, Plaza Podcast, ProtonMail.com, and you can give us your own buttercups. Sell them to us. Sell us. We'll put it. We'll retweet it out. We'll put it on the show. We'll talk about it. We love doing that kind of stuff. It's a real pleasure to have you be connected with the show. I want to mention, I'm going to... The Fantasy Flock Network. It's on YouTube. Go to YouTube, type in Fantasy Flock Fantasy Baseball, and you'll find videos of me talking about random stuff with my guy, Mason Dodd. Mason Dodd emailed me a couple weeks ago. He's like, hey, why don't you come on and talk about Fantasy Baseball? That's what I'm doing. So there's random topics like DeGrom versus Cole. Who would you rather have, Marty, DeGrom or Cole? (laughs) DeGrom. Chris? DeGrom. Raj? DeGrom. Damn it! Well, does I it ma- does it matter? They're both studs. That's what I said. That, that was whole, I was like, I'm like, why are we doing this video, Mason? Yeah. Is it, and I actually said that on the video, like, guys, you're really splitting hairs here. It's not that yeah. big a deal. But I actually chose Cole, and I know that's a little. It's like going through the top four of the draft, and it's like, oh my god, I can't believe you took Mike Trout, Mike Trout number three. You're gonna be just fine with Mike <laughs> Trout. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would totally agree with that. Uh, by the way, I also mentioned some Roto strategy in another video. So just go check it out. Go to YouTube. Type in the Fantasy Baseball, Fantasy Flock. He also does a Fantasy Football channel, Fantasy Basketball channel. Really good guy. I want to give him props for that. Okay, let's do it now. We've been waiting for this a long time. It's time to do them. It's time to have our insane fantasy takes. Insane fantasy takes. Why you taking that See, I was saying this, Raj. You know, I like my be real is pretty good, but the other guy, what's his name? You guys Send Dog. Send Dog. Yes, thank you. Fuck, I've been forgetting his name every week. I gotta work on Sin Dog a little bit. That's not the best. Thing, but. Fun fact about the, those guys: when I worked in radio, I took those guys uh, back and forth after a concert when we were hosting them. So, oh, nice. That's Promo work. Did, great. Did it smell like weed? <laughs> I know they're confirmed nor deny. Uh, nor remember nor remember (laughs) okay so spring training starts sunday but in my opinion before any action truly starts this is the last chance to get it on the record like you're uh you want to be known for something like later in the year people are going to go back and be like dude did you hear what chris brown said and he was right i can't believe it dude i'm gonna follow that guy more and believe what he says so this is the last chance insane fantasy takes are now officially open Let's uh let's start with Roger first. Roger, let's put you on the spot. Why don't you give us an insane fantasy take on a player? It, it could be about the overall season itself, or it could be about a player. Anything fantasy baseball related, we want to get it on the record. Uh, um, I think this may disappoint people. <laughs> um, that's okay. That's I, part know. of insane fantasy takes. We get disappointed and excited. So. <laughs> park where it's, it's such a the white Sox. i mean it's, it's such a band box so um i i know maybe you know maybe i, I mean he let some people down a little bit this year so i mean he's a 99 percent well those are people think i'm on crack that's fine but i think we missed the first part take. of it because it got cut out who was it who i'm sorry it got cut off who was it oh it was uh, it was it was liam hendricks he's going to suck this yeah, year. he might not suck but maybe regress a little bit i know marty's gonna say about what the hell are you thinking roger but I mean, he's going to uh, his ballpark. No, because he's going to like he's my he's number. Oakland. He's my number two closer off the board. So I uh, know I'm all. Liam Hendricks is your number two closer off the board. Yeah, right behind Chapman. Me, me as well. And it's just because, like I said, he's going from one ballpark that's a, ca- a cavern 
the Coliseum to something a little smaller. So, okay, there it is on the record. The first one. Hey, the first cut is the deepest, Rod, and you just made the first one. So, that's I got to give you a lot of credit. Let's go to Marty Tallman. Why don't you give us your insane fantasy take? I, I don't know. Yeah, this is pretty insane, I guess. Um, so I did a deep diving on Aaron Nola, and I think what he's did last year sustainable. I love his his K percentage. I'm taking him. At, he will by the end of the year be a top five starting pitcher, Aaron Nola. Insane fantasy takes. Well done, sir. I love it. I think that's great. I actually think it's right in line with his, where his career arc should be going. So I can support that. I think that's that's solid. Chris Brown, come on. We've been waiting well, for this one. I, I do not have great insane fantasy takes. My original thought was someone in the top 100 is going to be murdered this year. <laughs> but, but I don't think that helps any fantasy people. So I'll go I'll go. Richard Rodriguez saves 40 games this year. The Pirates win 60, and he gets 40 saves. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Wow. Insane fantasy wow. takes. Dude, that is amazing. I love that. And then that. he that gets is, murdered. That is <laughs> that's the best. That's the best one yet. I, I, that's that's putting yourself out there. Man. Yeah. Deary, what do you got? I know we've done this before. You got any left? I have five on my list, but I'm just going to go oh, with good. one and save the other one. I'm going to say that Dylan Carlson leads the Cardinals in RBIs. He's going to bet fifth in the order behind Arenado and Goldschmidt. And I think he ends up leading the team in RBIs. I think he's going to have 90 RBIs. He may only bet 230, 240, but I think he leads the team in RBIs. That's my insane fantasy take. Dylan Carlson leads the Cardinals in RBIs. Wow. As Owen Wilson would say, wow. Wow. That is Dude. Okay. That is an insane fantasy take. Uh, Let's do one more quick round. This is fun. Uh, Let's go back to Marty. Marty, why don't you start this one? Yeah, um, Whit Merrifield will, will finish as the number one second baseman in Roto. Whit Merrifield's not done, gentlemen. Booyah. I like it. Whit Merrifield, though, not a guy only I draft. I, I, only Roto. You're being very clear. Whit Merrifield will be the number one overall second baseman in rotisserie leagues only. Very specific, but also a solid take. No guarantees because when it comes to second base, I mean, Ozzy Albies is out there. There's a lot of good players, so who's to say? I like it. And they're being drafted before him. Chris Brown, back to you now. One more time. I don't know if you can top the Rich Rod one. Uh, yeah, he is Rich Rod. He's Richard Rodriguez. So. Oh, man. I don't. Yeah, oh, I'm, God. Let's see. Maybe, what do we uh, here? Maybe Gregory Polanco hits 40 home runs. <laughs> it's a full Pirates. Uh, <laughs> um, who's yeah, the worst? So the Pirates are the worst team in the NL. So who's the worst mm-hmm. team in the AL? Maybe you could pull a player from them. Let's first agree on who that is. The, the Rangers or the Tigers? Probably the Tigers. The Orioles, maybe? Orioles. Orioles, yeah, that's a good one. I think it's the Orioles. Yeah, yeah. so who, who, I don't even know who, who the hell the Orioles have these days. How about a positive John, one? John, Trey, John Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini comes oh, back and hits 30 home runs after Colin. The Kansas. Orioles have far more fantasy options than the You Tigers heard it from me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really I don't have I don't have another insane one, I'm afraid. <laughs> Perfect. I did it for you. I'm here to help you out. No problem. Thank you. Uh, Raj, give us one more. <sighs> um, I was going to say something about Griffin Canning coming back and being effective, but I don't think I can say that with mm-hmm. Come on. I'd love, love to hear that one. All right. You know what? All right. I like Canning. All right. You know what? I think Griffin Canning comes back and becomes an ace for the Angels. 
Yeah! They would love that. Dude, that is a great call. I love that. Thank you for playing the game the way it should be. And lastly, Deary, one more. Carlos Carrasco is going to win the Cy Young in the National League. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. We got laughs everywhere, folks. Wow. Well, that was a great segment of Insane Fantasy Takes. Also the most efficient and quickest we've ever done that. Good job, guys. Nice work. Those are some really good Insane That's to me. Fantasy Takes. Say that to anybody. Say that stuff on it. <laughs> Chris Russo concurs. I should have concurred. <laughs> That's great. All right. Don't forget, we're part of the Rotofanatic Podcast Network. Check out rotofanatic.com today. Check out with the Dano Monster and play with that Dano Monster. He's so cute and cuddly. You'll love him. And he'll help you win your fantasy league this year. He is adorable. He really is, yes. He's sweet and fuzzy, and he knows a lot about baseball analytics. All right. It's time for the best part of the show, my personal favorite. And you guys have played this. All three of you have played this game before. It's time for Shine or Ride the Pine, where we give you projections. And you guys give us your predictions on them. It's really that simple. It's not complicated. We're not reinventing the wheel. It'll be really, really easy for you to do so. And today we're going to go back to Stomper. We haven't used Stomper in a few shows, so we're overdue. Steve Paolo, don't forget, follow him on Twitter, at Steve Paolo. He's a great guy. He really knows his stuff, and that's why we use his Stomper. He was on the show about 10 days ago. So go check out that old episode with Steve Paolo and hear more about how he creates his own projection system. All right, so everybody knows how the game's played, right? No one's confused? I don't think I've played this one. Yeah. This is new. <laughs> That's bullshit. You got... We played this no, game you guys did this. Just you guys did this last year. Yeah, okay. you guys just forgot. You it's your over-under. It's an over-under. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we change the name of it. I guess I'll give you that. I'd have to go back and listen to the old episodes. Uh, it's, always been, it's always been Shatter and the Pine, Mike. Even it was when it was just you and I. So if I give you, like, Mike Trout's going to hit 39 home runs. Shine or ride the pine, Marty? And then... Uh, I'm going to ride the pine on that one. Right. Well, that's a sample, but that's how you play. Exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. Good job. Well done. So it's that easy. All you got It's no push. You're either in or you're out. No pushes here. And we're obviously assuming a 162 schedule. If for some reason we don't have a 162, everything becomes null and void. All right. We'll take it from the top, Mark. We'll start with you. Let's go with Fernando Tatis. I don't even know if we mentioned him much. Stomper says Fernando Tatis will steal 25 bases. 25 or more bases. Shine or ride the pine, Marty? Uh, shine. He will. Chris Brown. I'll shine on that one, too. You know uh, what? I'm going to go ride the pine. Ooh. Deary? Yeah, I'm going to go ride the pine as well. I don't think we're going to need him to steal bases. And I think every time he's on base, there's probably going to be a guy ahead of him. So it's going to block him from stealing a base. I think he gets to 20, but not 25. I'm going to ride the pine on that as well. I think that was a clean. Oh, wait, we had one shine? Everyone else rolled the pine? No, there, 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 there's a Marty shine. and Chris both uh, shined. shined. Oh, okay. I need a, like a, we need a whiteboard, dear. That's what we need. Like keep it running. I got it. It's right over there on the wall. All right, there it is. Uh, Raphael Devers, he plays for the Boston Red Sox, and he has been known to play baseball at a high level at times. He's got experience with some really elite seasons, and then other times he's kind of been so-so. So, how about this? 30 home runs or more. Rods, we'll start with you. Shot or ride the pine? Ride the pine. That lineup's terrible. Oh, hot take. I mean, the, the rotation's awful, but I mean, I think the offense... Well, offensively, I mean, they but they can always go around him. I'm just saying. 
All right, Deary. I love Rafael Devers. I have him as my third ranked third baseman and i'm gonna shine this i'm gonna go with probably 33 to 35 i think he has a monster season and he's gonna be in the contention for al mvp holy cow marty tallman shine acc has him for 31 i think he can get north he can get north of 30 hmm. chris i'll ride the pine i think uh if the ball's been uh doctored <laughs> and uh, i don't know i've always viewed devers as more of he's like a really good or with power Rather than so, I can see him hitting like 300 with like 28 bombs. Rather, you know, close, but I don't, I don't know. I'm taking the under. All right, I like that. I'm gonna ride the pine on that as well. You Darvish, he's in San Diego now. Can we expect you Darvish to give us 189 innings pitched or more this year? Let's start with you, Chris Brown. I'm gonna ride the pine on that. I think. Uh, even yeah, I mean he's capable of it, but I feel like there's going to be some. They got a lot of depth there in San Diego now. I feel like there's going to be some sort of uh, old school Dodgers roster shenanigans where he's going to have a you know take hit the IL with a blister that doesn't really exist. Oh, okay. I like where your heads up. That's how this game's played. You're playing it smartly, uh, Rajcast. I'm a ride a pine on that too. I think he's one fifty one sixty just because what Chris mentioned the injury thing, and I think also. He might San Diego might want to preserve him if they get close to playoff contention. So, Gary, Chris and Raj just hit both great points right there. I I stated last week I think there's going to be a few guys that hit 200, and in a normal season maybe Darvish does that. But a team like that that has so much depth in starting pitching that's going to be gearing towards the playoffs, I think he gets a touch below that. It's probably 165 to 175. So I'll say ride the punt. Okay, Marty. Yeah, ride the pine. They're already talking about a six-man rotation in San Diego, possibly. Um, he's been, you know, somewhat injury-prone over the years, and after the short season last year, no one got stretched out. So, one eighty-nine. I think in a normal season, yeah, maybe, but not this year. Or yeah, not this year. Yeah, I'm with you. If they don't tell you yet that it's officially a six-man, it will be. I cannot think of a team that will probably not have a six-man rotation this year or some type of hybrid of it. Just even don't assume because it hasn't been said that it won't happen. That's just my little note of the day for all of you out there. I'm riding the pine on 189. No way. I, I just don't see that being a reality. We're using Steve Paulo's stop for projections here as we cruise through shot or ride the pine. Jose Abreu's got COVID. It's official. Hopefully it doesn't affect him the way it affected his teammate last year, Yoan Mancata. It seemed to really affect him. Jose Abreu's much older, too, so I don't know. But you know, then again, Freddie Freeman got COVID, and he won an MVP. So who the hell knows how this thing works? Let's start with you, Rajcast. Can you expect Jose Abreu to hit 277 or better this year? I'm going to go uh, right at Pine, just uh, based off, uh, well, personal experience aside, too. I just, it affects everybody every, it, it differently. And so I, I think that he might get close to it, but I, I don't know. It, it, it's one of those things where we saw last year what happens. I mean, Freddie Freeman was a, a different example of that, but there could have been some injuries or something last year where no one maybe announced they had it and it affected them. So I think in this case, I'm going to I'm gonna go right at Pine on that. Chris Deary, 277 or better? Seven years in the league. He's only batted below 277 once. Uh, but coming into the season, it's like the ceiling is so damn high right now because of what he did last year. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I think he hits a ton of home runs. I think he has a ton of RBIs. I'm actually going to go below. I think he's probably around 265 to 270, but still has a ton of RBIs, a ton of home runs. But I'm going to go below. Interesting. Marty Tallman. Shine. I think he'll hit north, you know, 280 north of that. Um, he'll be close to leading the league in RBIs like he did the last two years. The power's there. Um He's about as solid as you can get, but at his current ADP, he's a no. He's a no way for me. But uh, I think he'll that's be a different uh, story. Yeah, that's yep. a good point. Chris Brown. Yeah, I'll shine with that. I think, uh, like Chris was saying, that uh, yeah, only once has he ever hit under two seventy seven as a pro, and every other year was like two eighty four plus. So yeah, I think he'll hit two eighty two ninety. Yep, I think I'm going to shine as well, but I'm not drafting him. And then, like Marty said, there's a key difference going on. There. Clayton Kershaw, the Dodgers. Boy, he's just, he's a Hall of Famer, most likely. Really one of the greatest starting pitchers of a generation. But in 2021, can we expect 17 quality starts from Clayton Kershaw? Let's start with you, Deary. Absolutely. I mean, he's he could retire right now and he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. If he has 25 starts, 20 of them are going to be quality. I still think Kershaw's got something left in that arm. He is 32 years old. He'll be 33 this year. I think he's got two really solid seasons last. I'm shining this. Marty Tomlin, 17 or more quality start. Gosh, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be right there. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ride. I'm gonna ride the pine. Just a tad under. All right, Chris Brown. Yeah, I'm with Marty. I think uh, yeah, that's another team that just has absurd starting pitching depth. They've got like 14 guys, so. <laughs> and Kershaw has the one thing that always scares me. He'll occasionally have back trouble, um, which just pops up out of nowhere, and suddenly a guy misses a month. So I, I don't, I'll take it. Uh, the uh, ride the pine on that one. Rajcast. Well, I mean, he is turning. I think he he turns uh, thirty three next month, and so with that, I'm gonna ride the pine. I think he's, he just falls short of that. Um, he's been averaging more than 20 quality starts for as long as I mean for for quite a long time here, and so. But yeah, I think this is the year he falls. Yeah, um, yeah I'm gonna go with that. It all comes down: does he get injured or not? If he doesn't get injured, I'm taking it. I'm gonna say he doesn't get injured because uh, he's got money coming up on contract opportunities and free agency. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna shine it. I'm shining the quality starts of 20 or more. I don't know if I love it, but hey, this is what we're doing. We're putting ourselves on the line here. Let's go to our guy, Trevor Bauer, that Marty ripped apart earlier in the show. Uh, just kidding. He didn't rip him apart, but he had some things to say. You should go back and listen to this episode. If yeah, you don't say far. that. He might like start yelling at me on Twitter. The guy's a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Tragic. It's fine. News. It'll give us some Marty's. great... Uh... That's true. Yeah, that's what you want. <laughs> Marty Talman found dead today. Trevor Bauer took it too far. <laughs> All because of the Palazzo podcast. But... People are betting on this, so I want to get everybody on the record. 195 innings pitched or more. This is something that people seem to be banking on. Let's go back to the top with Marty. Lead it off, 195 IP or more. Yes, he can do it. Hmm. Chris? Yeah, I'll agree to that. I think, uh, you know, the Dodgers, like I said, they have a ton of depth, but he seems like he's like a mercenary for them. They don't care. They'll throw him out there as much as he wants. He might want to pitch every fourth day. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll probably clear 200. Raj. I would agree with him. I think that there's just 
There's no regard for human life with there over there with them. Yuri. Yeah, it's a shine all day. He's one of the five or six guys I think that gets to 200. I mean, going back to 2014, he he pitches in every damn game he gets the chance. So I think it's a shine. You know, they signed him for some money, big time money. So they're going to blow out that arm as fast as they can. So yeah, it's a shine. Oh boy. Yeah. This is all about the separation of powers. You know, are there the guys that are going to give you super more in terms of innings pitch, like the elites, and then there's going to be the rest or not. So if you buy into that, then you have to shine this. But I, even though I know he can do it, I'm going to ride the pine. I'm going to say this does not happen. Well, it's tough because it's a team that has a Dustin May and a Godson, and they they have Urias. other guys, Urias, who I think is in the rotation. But they they have seven or eight guys who could be starters. So depending on what happens in the West, you know, obviously the Padres are the only team that are going to compete with them. We'll, we'll see how they work their rotation as the season works. Luke Voigt, he had a great year last year. Hit 22 home runs in a very, very minimal amount of innings that were available. Because it was a short season. I don't know if you heard that. That's our short season siren. Of course. Chris Brown. 32 or more home runs for Luke Voigt this year. Ooh, I'm going to ride the sign on that. I just, uh, I don't know. I, he doesn't just, I, I, I just don't trust him, I guess, is what I'm going to say. Can't trust it. Yeah. Raj. Ryan Pine on it. Don't trust it either. Hey, if you can't trust us, who can you trust? Trust us, Jones. That's who you can trust, right? <laughs> Gary, what about you? A CB4 yeah. reference? That is a CB4 <laughs> reference. Yes. Well done, sir. Nice You know, job. I've been looking deeper into Luke Voigt. He's now 30 years old, and one of my hot takes earlier was I was going to say that Luke Voigt was going to completely fall apart. The Yankees were going to trade for Trevor Story. Clyber Torres was going to move to second base. DJ LeMahieu was going to fir- move to first. And Luke Voigt is going to fall apart. So I'm going to go ride the pine. Wow. What, Marty? That is quite the scenario. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a hot take. Ball. It was insane yeah. fantasy takes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not a Voigt guy. No. no. Ride the pine. If he can hit 22 in the amount of time he did last year, I don't see why he can't hit 32, especially at Yankee Stadium. I'm I'm going to shine it. I think this guy's built for the long haul. He is who he is, as they say, and I have no fear in that, but I'll probably be wrong, and that's okay. That's what we do here on China Ride the Pine. A couple more, and we'll wrap this up. Speaking of Gleyber Torres, let's go right there. Another Yankee. Gleyber Torres had some injury problems here and there, but in 2021, can we expect... A 344 or higher OBP. We're going to start with Raj on this one. 344 OBP or better for Gliber Torres. I don't shine. Hey, I think, all right. I think it comes down in his own this year. Deary. Yeah, that's a lock for me. I think Gliber busts out and has a really good season. He had a really good walk rate last year in 42 games. And I think he's probably up closer to 360. So it's a shine for me. Marty. Yeah, the walk rate. That's exactly it. Yeah, he'll get north of, he'll be around 350, 360. Chris? Yeah, 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 that sounded like my mom. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. That's actually really... from uh, Brain Candy. That's me being oh, Bruce dude. McCullough saying Chris. Chris! <laughs> nice reference. Sounds like my mom, though. Um, no, I think, yeah, he's 24. He's, I think he's going to hit for average and walk a lot. So I think it could be, I mean, he could approach 380, 400. 
OBP. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll shine it all day, too. I think uh, Paulo, hey, Steve Paulo, go back and rework your projections. Too low on OBP <laughs> for Gleber Torres. Is it Gleber, Gliber, or Gleber? Gleber, Gliber, Gleber, I've always heard it called Gleber, but I, I don't, you know. Yeah, what do I know? I don't know much, but I know I love you. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Uh, Look at this face. Brandon Woodruff. Brandon Woodruff. Well, not Woodruff. It's Woodruff, by the way, not Riff. Can we expect Brandon Woodruff, of all people, who is a pretty damn good pitcher and might be on the verge of being a Cy Young candidate this season? But are you guys willing to shine or ride the pine on a three? Or no, I'm sorry, a 1.21 whip or lower. Let's go to Deary first. 1.21 whip or lower. God, that's tough. Everyone's so high on him this year, which I absolutely get and I understand. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say lower. We'll, we'll go shine. You're gonna shine it, okay? Yeah, he's in my top 15 for starting pitchers, and if he's gonna end up there at the end of the season, he's gotta have a whip below 1.21. So I'll he say does. shine. That makes total sense. Your logic is sound, Marty. Shine. It'll be lower. Chris. Yeah, I shine on that too. I mean, for a guy who throws that hard, he has really good control, and uh, uh, you know. That's a great Control! combination to avoid hits and uh, walks. You're just making all these references for me. They're just popping out. <laughs> Rodcast, what about you? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Shine, because if I get another Jan Jackson reference, I'll be happy. So um, <laughs> I was going to think of Rhythm Nation or something, maybe, or even like... Uh, if he's in wait, Rhythm. Let's, oh, you know what? Let's wait a while before we figure that out, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was awful. Um, yeah, I'm going to shine. Well, you know, love will never do without you, man. Or unless he has a black cat. so sexy in that video. Yeah, I mean, unless he has a black cat running around his house. So, you know. <laughs> Is that a Jeff Beck group reference? No, that's a Janet Jackson. No, that's a black Janet cat. Jackson, like, super guitar riff, like, 93 yeah. songs, uh, 92. Yeah. I was thinking, uh, you know, Ain't Superstitious, and you're saying Black Cat. I don't know. Yeah. Which is in Casino, the movie, by the way. Have you ever seen it? Good scene yeah. in Casino with that. A very good scene. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, <laughs> we're off the rails. One more, we're done here. Let's try out this guy, the old man. The old man. Zach Grinky. He's getting up there, but he's still around. Are we really going to buy into 190 innings pitched or more this year from Zach Greinke? Let's start with you, Marty. 190. Yeah. I love I love Mr. Greinke, but more for what he, how weird he is off the field. Um, no, I, I, I uh, ride the pine. I don't think so. 170, 180. That's top. That's tops. Chris. Yeah, I'm going to ride the pine on that one too. That just seems like too much. He's, he's still. Uh, Amazingly effective pitcher, but uh, I just don't see him throwing that many innings. Raj, same same reason as what Chris said. I just ride the pine. I just think that you know, maybe there's just a possibility of the way 2020 went. If, if, if 2020 was the normal season, I would have said yes, but yeah. because it's not, I would go. I'm gonna go with that. Well, anytime, any place, Zach Greinke can throw down <laughs> a complete game shutout. So just remember that. Yeah, I mean, down a velvet rope if we're going to be going down that, you know. <laughs> come on. Oh, come on. All right. All right. For be fair, that's a lesser known album of hers. But, I mean, that's when, you know, that's just. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway. Deary. 
You know, he's done it nine times in his career. I don't care if the fastball sits at 87 miles per hour. It's all about the secondary stuff. The guy's a rubber armor. He's going to be one of those few guys that does it. So I'm going to say shine. And Dusty Baker's his manager. We all know what Dusty, he just lets him pitch and pitch and pitch and pitch and pitch. Who cares? He doesn't, it, he's a veteran. It just seems like it actually could happen. Even though I rode the pie on Bauer, I'm going to shine on the old Grinky here. There we go. All right, there it is. Shine around the pine is in the can. There it is. That was a lot of fun. Good times noodle salad. That's all you need, right, guys? Right. Yes, of course. Okay, well, uh, we'll get some community chatter in here. We'll get the hell out. We just want to get the people uh, need to be spoken for, and their opinions do count. And I don't want anybody to think we ever leave the community out of our show because you know without a community you don't really have much of a show you'd be talking to yourself you'd be recording on a recorder in your bedroom or something like that and don't forget that uh deary has his own rankings with his deary decimal system right deary tell people where they can find that yeah so see deary 1999 so basically how the system was constructed is i went around and i looked at as many projections as i could find Kind of got a base number for the five by five categories. And then I kind of ranked them in terms of for each category, there's a point value attributed to it, which gives a point value for every player overall. I add them all up. And then I kind of look deeper into the stats. Is a guy injured? Is some is he someone who's about to break out? Look into some three-year averages. And I had some really, really interesting findings about it. So I'm about to release some infield stuff this week. Just came out with my starting pitcher stuff. And the biggest thing about the starting pitcher stuff is Lucas Giolito came out as a top five guy for me. And then guys like Ian Anderson fell really, really low for me. Another high riser for me was a uh, Jesus Lazardo, if you can get the innings. So check that out. I'll be dropping more stuff this week. I like it. Well done, dearie. Okay. This first one comes from Matthew Ran. It's a 12 team dynasty, 12 team dynasty. Should I take or pass Dansby Swanson, Austin Martin, and Queen Kyung Kim for Javi Baez and Adley Rushman, the elite catching prospect of the Orioles. Anybody want to go first here? Swanson, Austin Martin, and Kim for Baez and Rushman. I would say that, you know, catchers are hard to come by, but um, I don't know. That's a lot. That's what, three middle infielders for a catcher? And uh, what was the other one? Well, you got Swanson, Austin Martin, and the pitcher for the Cardinals, Queen oh, Kyung Kim. Yeah. yeah. For Baez and Rushman. So you could get, if you think Baez is as good as Swanson, then this is a great deal, right? I think so. I, I would take that. I don't, I'm not a huge Austin Martin believer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would take the Baez Rushman. I like Martin as a player, not as a fantasy player. That's an important distinction. And Marty, you like the Baez Rushman side. Yeah, I just, I, first off, I'm not the biggest dynasty person. I mean, dynasty is a whole different beast. You know, um, but I'm just, it, it's money. Baez, I know for the next three years is going to be pretty solid. You know, Rushman, who knows what his ceiling is. Swanson's fine. Martin, we don't know. Kim, eh. <laughs> you know, money in the bank. <laughs> what do you think, Rod? You're getting into Dynasty? Well, I mean, I'm still, I'm a novelist when it comes to Dynasty. So, um, you're a novelist. You've written books about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a noob. Or, you know, I'll use a better terminology. I'm a noob when it comes to oh. Dynasty. So, noob, I used yes. to, I've done Road History before, but this is my first time doing something this elaborate. So, um, <laughs> that being said, I have really no strong take at the moment for that. 
That's fine. Deary? Well, you only got two guys right now that are in the majors, so I'm going to just compare Dansby and Baez. I like Dansby a lot, but Javier Baez is still super young. And if Adley Rushman can become what everyone believes he's going to become, I think you're getting the better end of the deal with Baez and Rushman. We have we don't know anything about Kim and Martin yet. Martin was just drafted last year. Austin Martin, the highly touted pick, though. A better real-life player, according to Chris Brown. I like that. How about this one from Dennis Lake? Reminds me of, was there a pitcher name like that? Like something Lake or Steve Dennis Lamp? Dennis, Dennis Lamp. Lamp. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Junior Lake. Steve yeah, Trout. Yeah. yeah. Steve Trout. Yeah. But you're right. It's Dennis Lamp of the Blue Jays. I remember yeah, and, 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 and yeah, yeah. But right. I thought it was the Red Sox, too. But yeah, Blue Jays for sure. I remember that. Thank you. Good. Well done, guys. All right. Uh, this is six by six head to head. Do I keep Bregman or Rondon? Rendon, not Rondon. Rendon. So Anthony Rendon or Alex Bregman, two elite third basemen. Marty, what do you think? Bregman. No doubt about it. I mean, the, no the ceiling could still, you know, we don't know. How old is he? 25, 26? Yeah. I mean, he was a second overall pick about four or five years ago. So yeah. he's still young. I mean, it's an OBP league, so right there he takes a huge bump. I mean, so does Rendon, but um, yeah, definitely, definitely Bregman. Chris? Yeah, I'd go Bregman too. It's it, six year, seven year age difference. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Bregman too. Younger upside. Deer, you want to make it a clean sweep? Yeah, three year age age difference here. Rendon's thirty. I think Rendon is going to be still pretty solid great. in that lineup for the next two years. But I mean, Bregman is is still a stud, even though you know throw out last year. So it's Bregman all day. So there's no issue here with like the cheating shit. Uh, we all think Bregman's no. still an elite player. No, look, look who the Tigers' coach is. We've all moved on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You still have to hit. You still have to hit the ball. I don't care if you know what's coming or not. Even if you bang on a trash can really loud, you still have to. Okay. You've done it your whole life. Not one year is going to make you that much better. That's fine. Uh, Tim Thompson asks thoughts on Joe Adele for Dynasty. I have a lot of outfielders, but I'd like to keep him. Am I missing something, or was last year just bogus? Where does it say where he's keeping him, or is it just just in general? Mm, it doesn't say his value is really low right now, so I can't get rid of him. So it looks like I'm just stuck with him. He seems like he yeah, wants to trade. You him, are. So you're definitely stuck with him because I mean, obviously his pedigree, you know, his prospect pedigree was huge, right? And then he comes in and he was just awful. And so he's in a, he's expected to spend time, you know, in the minors. He needs to just to rebuild himself back up confidence, all those different types of things. Hold on to it. You know, he still might be great, you know, um, but you can't get rid of him. Not right now. Okay. Anybody else? He he needs a full season in double A AA or triple A. The guy strikes out way too much. He's only 21 years old, gonna be 22 this summer, so there's still some time. There's no reason for the Angels to rush him, but I'd really like to know what else is going on with this guy's roster and you know what else he's constructing over there and what are the other options are. But I mean, at this point, I'm not really high on Joe Adele. He's got to change a lot of things, specifically the strikeout rate. Yeah, I thought he. I mean, I thought he a little bit looked overmatched last year. So, I mean, it gives him enough time to go spend another year or two. If he maybe maybe another two years down there, but all, all jokes aside, until he even a car like car contact rate didn't seem that good either. So, got to keep him. But yeah, okay. I think yeah, we covered the, just that. Uh, last one, uh, two more. Andrew Paul says. 
Forever Keeper League, 10 teams, 6 by 6 I give Trevor Story. I get Zach Gallen and Carlos Correa. So Story for Gallen and Correa. Chris, what do you think of this one? Well, you know, I talked earlier about how, I, you know, I think Gallen might be a little bit overinflated, but you're getting, I mean, that's that's two for one there. I mean, Story's obviously much better than Correa, at least so far. But At least in steals. Steals, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would take that. What about you, Raj? <clears throat> Raj has left the building. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, why don't you jump in there? Clearly, yeah, I'm happened? not looking at the screen. I'm looking at other screens. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, so he, story for Gallon and Correa. Uh, I do not like Correa in any way, shape, or form. Obviously, story's better in average, home runs, um, steals. But there's a chance, you know, he gets traded out of course, right? <sighs> so that's kind of that's kind of in, in the back of my mind. And uh, this is the tough one. Ah, uh, you know what? I would stay with Story because at the end of the day, you have the best player. Okay, I think you create it's is... a ten-team league. If it was a fifteen-team league, I think you get the depth. Anytime you're, you know, twelve or oh, below, yeah. you have to get your elite talent and just hold on to it. This isn't Very enough sweet. to trade them. That's an excellent point, Deary. I, I, what are the specifics of the league? How many teams? It's a six by six. six ten by teams. Six, three, t- oh, ten teams. Only ten. Yeah. Oh, only ten teams. You're keep you're keeping story because what else you could get in the draft that could match Correa? There's a Marcus Simeon. There's a Didi Gregorius. There's a Tommy Edmond. All those guys are below Correa, but I think they can give you some value pretty close to it. I do like Zach Gallen, but it seems like more of a story for Gallen. And you're not keeping Correa. There's going to be other stuff out there. So I, I'd keep story. I love Trevor Story. He's my second favorite player in the league. Raj, do you love Trevor Story? Just a question. Yeah, I I actually mentioned last night as a possibility if the Tigers should go after him long term. If if there's one player the Tigers should go after long term, would be for Trevor Story. They'll solidify a shortstop for a long time. So yeah, I'm a big fan of this. Zach Gallen, a lot of talk about him on the show today. So I'm going to try to time this right. Zach Gallen is trash. Does that work? <laughs> I don't know if it works. It's not going to work if he's really good this year, which I think he probably will be. Zach Morris is trash. All right. Last one. Uh, will Riley Green play in the majors in 2021? Marty, start us off. I don't think so. Chris? No. Raj? You know what? Here's the thing. I'm going to explain <laughs> this very quickly. Wait, wait, before Tigers you do that, before you do that, I want to modify the question. I want not just not just like show up for a day. I mean like maybe contribute for like a month or so. Maybe like a, a couple weeks. So. I think he's a September call up. I'm gonna just take my shot right there and I'm gonna shoot for the moon because fuck it. The Tigers here's why. Here, let me just explain why. One, Tigers outfield depth in the system, it's not very good. You have Jacob Robson right now who's in Toledo. You have Danny Woodrow. Who else am I missing, Chris? Just just a series of guys. Derek Hill. Huh? Well, you're gonna have Kristen Stewart and Daz Cameron and and uh Ooh, Kristen Stewart. Ooh. <laughs> um, Daz Cameron. I mean if Daz Cameron's elbow is healthy, I think Daz Cameron will be a regular. And if Mar if if they decided to maybe trade somebody on the outfield, like maybe um Zara has a good good strong start and they trade him for a trade a chip or they trade him for a prospect. Lottery card. I mean, honestly, if, it depends on what he does in Double A. But if Riley gets off to a good start, they can't ignore it. I mean, I just 
from the time Chris interviewed him to last year, he's like two times bigger than he was then. And he just keeps getting better. And I don't know. A September call up. I wouldn't see why not. Why not give him a September call up? He was another guy we haven't mentioned is Greg Garcia. We haven't talked about him when we were talking about the Tigers earlier. Oh, the he's infield, also yeah. in the mix and he plays a lot yeah. of that's another name to just throw in the mess. <laughs> this is a fantasy baseball podcast. We can't talk about Greg Garcia. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't talk about a, a four or a good defender who can hit 219 or no power. Sorry. <laughs> well, sorry, Mike. So there was one one aspect. We discussed this in a show. I don't know if it was last week or or but without knowing what the CBA is going to be, the next CBA is going to be, we feel like teams are probably going to hold off and calling up their prospects unless they get the inkling that players who were called up recently, like this year, are going to be somehow grandfathered in to having six years of control, whereas the next time they might only have five. So I don't know how they would ever figure that out. But if that does happen, you might see like just an army of prospects called up in, in August and September. But that's uh, a great point, Chris. Very I, good. Point. I just, I mean, I don't know if they would ever. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how that how that would play out. But it's just one sort of, sort of possible scenario. I really hope that's. Go ahead, Raj. No, I was just saying that's a that's a good that's something I even considered. But I just thought about it as they don't have any depth. Well, that makes sense too. But if anybody listened to the podcast for two hours and five minutes, I really hope you stayed <laughs> for this long because that was a really good nugget at the end and. I'm going to think about that a lot now because the CBA is something I think about all the time, but I hadn't considered how things will change. And maybe I'm trying to avoid it recently because I'm just trying to enjoy a final full season before things go to hell because there's yeah. definitely be a lockout or a strike or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Party's over because the bitterness is so intense. <laughs> it's boiling. It is. Yes, it's boiling. That's right. Blood. It's funny we say blood can boil, but it doesn't. Blood never boils. You'd have to be like Jeffrey Dahmer or something. That's how blood would boil. It's kind of I, gross. It, you know, real quick, the end of the podcast, I mean, Donald Fuhrer was the player's rep in 1994. He was one one of the best, and he's done a really good job with the NHL. The, they don't have that. Tony Clark is not that at all, and yeah. I feel like they have – Tony Clark wants to be that, but he's no Donald, Donald Fuhrer. Donald Fuhrer was the man. I mean – they're but they're Agreed. getting to the point where they're just I've not I think this strike is gonna get worse or it's gonna be worse than a 94 strike. Oof. Because the only, reason, the only reason why I think it's gonna be worse, Chris or Deary, is because the amount of information that's out there, comparatively speaking, the 1994, you, you look at the how the social media, the internet, there's so much all these information leaks, stupid people saying stupid shit at fucking press conferences in in Washington in Seattle. There, there's bound to be more leaks out there than there was in 1994. I, one, I, I 100% agree with you, Raj. Like everything, all the dirty laundry is going to be thrown out there and it's going to get really, really ugly. So my reaction was me agreeing with you. Oh, I thought you were like, oh, oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I, I completely agree. I, I brought it up last week. It's going to get really ugly next year and it's going to be sad. We're a fantasy baseball <laughs> podcast. We need baseball to happen. Yeah, if yep. anybody wants to read over at the 94 strike or just. Labor baseball in general, Lords of the Realm of the Realm is a good book to check out. So it's a great point, man. We are in for a nightmare and it's only gonna get more intense because what they had back then, it's kind of amateur hour to how bad it's gotten now because it's been building year after year after year after year. So dead, dog, dead. This is the garbage you get me. <laughs> exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, I wish that I had other guests that had their own boards. I'd love to have more of that mixed in. <laughs> Wow, well, we did it. We had the this motels. Is be a pain in the ass. It is. It was not easy, but we pulled through. 
Mr. Russo, and we thank you for joining us on the Motown Throwdown edition of the Hey, It's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Don't forget, it's two L's, two Z. Utah! It's been Give a pleasure two. to have all three of you guys aboard. I'm so glad we did this, and once the season gets rolling, let's uh, get you guys back on. Maybe in, like, May-ish, we'll kind of do, like, hey, what's been going on in the first month? And we'll see how everything that we don't know today kind of takes shape by then, which it'll be so different, even in a month, which is pretty wild, but... Let's uh let's do the spiel. Let's do the farewell spiel. Uh, Marty, come on. Tell everybody what's going on, where they can find you. Pump yourself up. Potapalooza this weekend. You and I live. Yeah, that's what I'll start with that. So, yeah, Potapalooza this Saturday. Uh, me and Mr. Govier will be talking hit or bust. Um, I'm going to be, uh, for a charity, going to be auctioning a Spencer Torkelson autographed um, rookie card, I guess you would say, not even like his pre-rookie card, um, Onyx card. It's a pretty incredible. So you know, keep an eye out for that. Um, you can find me with uh, Detroit Tigers articles and fantasy baseball articles at Motor City Bengals and on Twitter at Marty underscore Tommy. Well done. Um, I'll I'll go next. And by the way, Marty, send me that information so I can tweet out yep. the Motor City Bengals uh, account so people yep. can participate in that. Uh, we just released a podcast with Ashley McKellen, who wears many hats across the business, but she's she's a fantastic, fantastic guest. And we had her on last night. We talked Rays, we talked Cubs, and we talked Tigers, the construction of the pitching staff. So really good insight from her. And you can find me at Rajcast Baseball. And in terms of articles right now, we just we just dropped a release on or we give our offseason grades as a collective as a whole. So check that out. Go to MotorCityBangles.com. And as uh, also, I'll be doing an article on the A's prospects that might be coming out this year for Prospects Live. So look out for that as well. Yep. Yeah, and then, you know, I'm the other half of that podcast with Relio. Uh, in addition to Ashley, last week we had, uh, the week before that, we had Kevin Goldstein, former uh, executive oh. with the, the Houston Astros. And the week before Chim that, music. we had. Yeah, yeah, he's new. He's got a new podcast. Uh, and for that, we had Eno Saris and Shakia Taylor, who are both up for Sabre Awards this year. So that was kind of cool. Um, my next two articles are going to be about uh, the 2021 draft, the high school players in the 2021 draft. Uh, I imagine the hardcore fantasy players are already kind of following that stuff. And then the one after that is just going to be kind of a, a, the first of my weekly updates about what's going on with the college uh, draft eligible players this year. Yeah, I'm sure they're slapping the meat to those prospects already, getting excited. Those prospect hounds, man, they're freaks. They are freaks. Ow! That's who you are, though. I'm not telling you that you are one of those people, Chris. I just realized what I just said there. Because you, if you talk about them or write about them, then you're probably as connected as, like, the people who follow your work, right? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> eh, probably not. But I like prospects in all capacities for some reason. Yeah, they're fun. They're just so fun. Yes. Deary. All right, cool. Th- yes, nice. Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much. Yeah, you can find me at C Deary 1999. Uh, we should be finishing up the first draft of the Palazzo Invitational. It'll be my first team of the season. We're in round wow. 47 right now. So I'll do a breakdown of what I liked, what I didn't like in my own draft, and also shout out some of the other guys. And the last thing I want to say is, we got 50 minutes left in the voting for the baseball pods. I just checked. We are actually winning 52% to 48%. I want to thank everybody who reached out, voted for us, also voted for the nasty cast. We love those guys over there. It didn't matter if we won or they won. 
all that matters is that everyone has a chance to be heard and everyone has a chance to go out and listen to some of these pods. So thank you so much for supporting us. All the great guys like Sleepy K, Withers, the guys over there at Triple Play. Thank you so much for supporting us. And thank you for supporting Nasty Cast as well. Those guys are awesome. And we'll be talking to you guys this week when I break down my team. By the way, uh, yeah, the Plaza Invitational League 1 is almost done, and League 2 is in the 20s, I think, right now. And the third one will start when these last three spots fill. It'll start the next day. And I want to <laughs> mention before we leave, the, the two players that are on my side screen of my NFBC homepage, because the TGFBI will be starting on Monday. So I'm setting, you want, make sure you set up your KDS. If you haven't done your I did KDS, it today. good job, oh, good, Marty. Oh, good reminder. Yeah, do that right, do that right now. now. Do not forget to do your KDS because it's probably run by tomorrow or Saturday. I think Justin said it runs on Saturday. Shit. So you still have time. You still have time. <laughs> but uh, Greg Garcia, I'm not kidding. Greg Garcia is the main player, the first player on my feed. It says, Greg Garcia fights for an opening day roster spot. Oh, it's right God. here, right now. <laughs> I just think that's funny. And then the guy below him is Torkelson, injured using fake can opener. So I don't know. If you guys, have you guys heard about this? Yeah. Yeah. Is this big news? I mean, you guys didn't mention it. Hey, he's going to be out for a little bit with a cut yeah. finger. I, I brought it up uh very beginning of the show. I don't know if we were actually recording or not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I might have been taking a dump. I'm sorry. All right, yeah. there it is. Well, don't forget to set your KDS, TGFBI. A Rash Slam, too, starts the week after that. That's fun. If you didn't sign up for that, then you blew it. That's your own fault. It's a different style. Cut line, desk ball. Pretty cool. Plaza Podcast, Brought.mail.com. Plaza Podcast on Twitter, 2L2Zs. Thank you, everybody who gave us your time and energy. Rotofanatic.com. Go there. That's it. Godspeed, everyone. What's your time? Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs> Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.